Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, weekly podcast by Melee Stats. And boy, do I think that this is a special episode. Uh, so I'm your host, Gimme That Wheat. I'm here with my co-host Edwin Budding. And look, I I've said this like every single podcast episode. We are so fortunate to have some of the greatest guests uh, throughout the Melee community. I have not lied when I said that not only have I like I'm either personal friends with every guest or I look up to them. Like we have just been so amazingly blessed to have guests who I just want to have personal conversations with. Now, all good things have to come to an end eventually. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I'm happy to have on some uh, some content fiends themselves. Uh, we were invited on their their podcast a little bit ago. So if that was like getting invited to a, a nice house party with a beautiful charcuterie board and everything uh this is like us inviting them to some some dank home with uh i i'm mixing cocktails by pouring straight alcohol into like pbr cans that i've been sipping out of i mean yeah and uh edwin's in the corner he's trying to play recorder uh ambie's there playing chess or something so maybe like not a hole the- in the wall garbage is leaking through the sink and yeah everything not not the prettiest uh, house, but hey, here we are. Uh, so our guests today are from the mix-up, Turn Down for Walt and uh, Radar. Hey, how are you guys doing? Do you want... I'll go first. Uh, yeah. I'm doing well. What about you, Walt? I'm doing great. I, I, I feel like I'm going to be up all night now because of my drink selection for the evening. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I, if we're going to get sponsored cases of Red Bull to support Gommel... Then I'm gonna have to drink them eventually. Is the thing. I think I have so. twenty. I think I literally have twenty cans, and I'm just like, yeah, you got so many. That's actually not so even many. fair. I got Damn. six. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got. I gotta say, um, I, I feel like you guys are flexing on us. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get anything. Well, also, we weren't involved in Gobble at all. So. Yeah, that's because I, I didn't do anything. I just wanted to clarify that. Hey, DM yeah. me your addresses. I'll, I'll mail you guys some Red Bull. No, I'm... I had the Amazon receipt in my in mind. Like there was no shame where they got it from. It wasn't even like from corporate. They were like, "Yeah, we bought this shit off Amazon. It was eight dollars. Here's the receipt in the box when you got it." I was like, "All right, well, see with cool. me, this like Red Bull ambassador person apparently like came to my home and was like, "Is there a Matthew Gallagher here?" And like my fiance is like, "There's a Michael Gallagher," and they're like, "Does he?" cast smash bros and she's like wait yeah. no she's shot like, that's amazing right, this. <laughs> like, that's very funny it was funny and you would even ask that like overtly that's great i guess it must have been funny <laughs> and then funny you're like i have a fan <laughs> <laughs> i've made it oh my god how do you know <laughs> and as we've mentioned on this show before i know exactly what that experience is like yeah edwin has a whole big thing about how he's been uh someone noticed him once nice but it's not uh, just someone Okay, it's a long story. It has nothing to do with the it's topic. It's a long story that you can actually listen to a past episode to find out. Um, I think like five past episodes and you can, you can hear. Well, just yeah, listen I, to them all is basically I think the you, the you story, brought it up right? in every single one. It's like how... Uh, the Hungrybox yeah. Nostradamus thing. The Hungrybox Nostradamus. The uh, the Twitch chat got a little uh, heated the other day because we were bringing up 100 grand and they're like, you bring up 100 grand every oh, time. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do last weekend? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obviously we got to get to the big thing that happened this weekend but uh honestly, which is not ben which is not 100 grand beating ben i don't know that. bigger than gommel might be 
100 grand beating Ben in game 15 grand finals. Never, never <laughs> say we didn't tell you. <laughs> Melee stats has never been wrong about something. They just never, it's sometimes not always right in the moment, but they've never been wrong. Yeah, it's calculated hedging. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Time, yeah, time uh, will prove Melee stats right. <laughs> But uh, hey, speaking of time, it seems like you guys were having a great time the other day casting Gommel. I want to I want to hear about your experiences on the mic, because I know that you guys have been become more more of the premier commentators uh, than than you were last time we spoke to you. So I want to hear something about this. I had a blast. Uh, I messaged Radar after Saturday because I literally think that was probably the best we've ever casted yeah, in definitely. like the year that we kind of started doing this thing together. I don't even know how you and I started becoming a casting pair, to be honest with you, but I'm, it's still pretty cool. Was it from Untitled? I think it has to just be like, well, like, I, are you asking how I started getting into commentary? Or just us? No, I mean, like how like you and me even got paired up and then. No, it wasn't. Just, we like, didn't do anything in Untitled. It would have been. I don't even know when the first time. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it the other day. That's actually a good point. Well, definitely like Xanadu is when it became regular. <laughs> Like that, yeah. that, that was kind of, we started casting the sort of Xanadu weeklies. We did the before top eight for a while and then we got promoted, you know, which was a, a great <laughs> oh, yeah. feeling, you know, big deal. Gamer personally said, all right, move them up. And, uh, it had also nothing might to get do with fired yeah, exactly. next week because they're back to in-person, but very that's, true. That's very true. Yeah. Better. It was a short lived <laughs> uh, promotion, but yeah. Um, so that's, that's, I think the earliest that I can remember, but, uh, what, the question was sort of like, what was our experience with Gommel? Or I'm trying to remember. I, I just want to hear you talk about commentating or Gommel. Or I would hear you talk about anything right now, Radar. Don't even <laughs> worry about questions. <laughs> yeah, I guess like, I don't know. I get, Like Walt said, I think our commentary is definitely kind of on the come up, which is a bit of a cliche thing and a bold statement. But I, I feel like it's the case. Um, I think both Walt and I not only are actively trying to get better at it we're also just like doing a lot of it uh i don't know about walt schedule specifically but i think i'm doing an event every single week for like the next five weeks or something and then i'm also yeah. doing like the, the xanadus and other stuff on top of that so like it's minimum that um so yeah it's 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 a lot and uh it's exciting and cool and it's good practice and i'm sure walt kind of feels the same it's just sort of like trying to kind of get as good as we can, especially as online is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. yeah, so radar sure. and uh, radar and Walt, I guess uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys is by the time land majors return, like and the scene is back in person, you know, full force and everything. Do you think that this is something that you two will put, be putting a lot more time toward and oh, yeah. toward ma maybe doing top 64 or top 32 at majors commentary? There, baby. Yeah. Hell absolutely. yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, like I already go to, I went to events before COVID happened, mm -hmm. like a handful and I would just go as media. So mm -hmm. I figure like if I can go as media and, and do my filming thing and kind of like grab interviews and whatever, and uh, radar, actually, I know you, you and I have talked about this too. Like when it comes to interviewing players and kind of generating content there, um, like doing commentary is kind of just a bonus to all of that. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm super down. I mess I messaged about uh, main stage also because I feel like that would have been super dope. But I feel like it's really hard to kind of get a gauge on you know talent for all of that stuff right now, especially when there's limited 
registration slots because of mm -hmm. COVID and everything. So it makes figuring out if I can go or not really challenging. So I'm kind of waiting to hear back about that one. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. Go ahead if anyone. I heard a, but then <laughs> no talking. No, you're good. Hey, uh, if you ever hear some heavy, heavy breathing, that's just my normal life. <laughs> So well, I was going to say that, well, yeah. is your normal life hearing heavy breathing or is it, or is it <laughs> being a part yourself? of it? <laughs> no, I, I like to think I hear the heavy breathing that I'm doing. So it's so a little bit of both. Uh, so go on uh, radar. You're saying that you're going to be commentating top eight of Genesis soon. That's the goal, man. I mean, that would be one of the closest majors. I, I like, I would say for me right now, goal would be to like commentate top eight of like a really big tournament. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I'm at the skill level well, I don't know, like maybe I'm underrating myself, but like, I feel like I still have a way certainly to kind of climb to get there to be sort of a, at least viewed as someone deserving of that <laughs> spot. So uh, yeah, but I'd love to commentate in person events. Um, I definitely do want to go to more events. Now that kind of COVID is wrapping up. I mean, I still haven't had my second shot yet. Canada was a little bit behind, although mm -hmm. We're now doing really well in terms of first shots and stuff. And so I think we're overall in a good spot. But what I was going to say was, um, yeah, like I definitely want to be going to more events. I want to be doing more content. Like Walt said, I already had a lot of plans for like interview related stuff um, beforehand. So now I'm just going to kind of move forward with that. And then I think like, hopefully I can make enough content to justify flying out places or like, you know, make enough money commentating or whatever. To make it worth it because i you know i'm definitely down for it in a general sense yeah I, I think that uh the the rise of melee content has really been one of the biggest um through lines of melee throughout the pandemic now the issue is that because i like how great this is this is i'm so amazing uh but like wh whatever major back two saints gonna like make top eight and suddenly he's gonna have to do like 50 different interviews everyone's gonna be there like on the spot it's gonna be like radar and then like next in line's walt and then like i'm there or something like all like <laughs> the, the i mean the amount of melee content that is going to come from uh from in-person stuff is so amazing so i i really want to talk about uh you know you guys were commentating gommel i want to hear about the other side about like the gommel side um but before i do that i have to ask one question which is uh like who's the who's the simon and who's the garfunkel here what does that mean? Because I feel like that <laughs> like, you're putting them on the who, spot with this. Who, who doesn't want to be Paul Simon in that situation? Like that's a, a weird example to me. Okay, Hall of Notes. <laughs> that's just as bad. I, I don't. Yeah, get... you just be like fifty fifty. It's like what about yeah. big big boy and Andre three thousand. Oh fuck, dude. That's I don't. I mean, okay. One. So the answer that I I can give that isn't uh, responding to any of the prompts that you just gave. <laughs> Uh, I think for me, uh, I enjoy being more of a color caster, or at least that's kind of like the, what I've been working on in recent events. Um, I think paired with radar, like radar is, is very good at like doing analysis and like breakdown of like play by play sort of things, but we kind of both. Like, that's the thing that's interesting about melee. And I've, I've talked about this at length with people in my discord before. Is that uh, like a lot of what I personally draw from in terms of like content and um, you know styles of casting or shout casting or whatever comes from League of Legends, and I think League has like way more hard and fast roles of okay, like 
Rivington is a shoutcaster, for instance, or like Captain Flowers is a uh, is like, you know, the color caster of the bunch. And then he has like an analyst to go with him for play by play. Melee is really hard to do that because the game's so fast that you can't just be like. The only one I can think of off the top of my head who's like a through and through color caster is Scar. And even then, like Toph isn't a through and through like play by play caster. Like mm-hmm. You have to kind of flip between both of them. Um, because the game is so fast and it's like hard to keep up with everything. So long-winded answer that doesn't really relate to any of the question that you gave, but I think that you kind of have to be a little bit of Hall and a little bit of Oats. Beautiful answer. Uh, what I hear is that you are Ringo and Radar's the other three Beatles. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's get into it. I, I loved hearing you talk about Gommel. Talk about talking about Gommel, uh, but let's just cut out the middleman. Let's just talk about Gommel. This was a this was a pretty cool tournament. Probably one of the last big, you know, this is like the the push for the last big events, right? We're gonna see this. We're gonna see Pound. We're gonna see Rollback Rumble, um, and then Gallant Summer, and then who knows where online majors go. But uh, I am liking to see like what people have been pushing recently because I, I definitely think there was a little bit of a lull after SCL. And uh, with Gommel, I think we're really getting back to, you know, maybe not like Mango Zane Grand Finals every week or whatever. But I think we're definitely getting to a little bit of a, like a popping time for Melee. So what do you guys think um, of like the bracket? Was there anything like any cool sets? Uh, what really stood out to you guys? I mean, one of the kind of stranger sets for me, having not been familiar with the player, the Marth player, John Wick, was that's oh, kind of like oh, how we started our uh, block mm. and it was axe versus john wick which of course like opened up a kind of pandora's box of like bad movie jokes about john wick but also just like was a very very close marth ditto which i wasn't expecting and um i feel like that's kind of where we hit sort of <clears throat> our groove and like it kind of like the event sort of just went up from there so it was both a fun set to watch and like yeah fun to commentate um but Beyond that, unfortunately, I didn't actually catch the very end of the tournament because um, I had to do like Father's Day stuff that day. But um, I'm trying to think of other sets. Well, Walt, did any come to mind to you? Uh, none. Bobby Big Balls was the most entertaining 3-0 I've ever seen. Uh, I think our, our right. clip of the last stock uh, with Radar and myself casting it is was at the top of the sub for a day or so. And it was oh, captioned really? something like, Bobby Big Balls does the most Bobby Big Balls combo of his <laughs> life. Um, <clears throat> something about tra- the transfer of circus energy power to uh, Bobby, because he can just do the most insane combos known to mankind and then just kill himself at the end of it and not get anything for it. Um, that one was really fun. Uh, I liked Eddie Mexico uh, Brandon a lot, because that one was just really competitive and we kind of yeah. expected it to be. And then, uh, shoot, what was the other one I was thinking of? Uh, Aklo Ginger was like so lit, and I like I gotta support Aklo and that like whenever I can. Your teammate? Uh, that's my teammate, that's man. <laughs> that's my teammate. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he was getting kind of whooped by Ginger like historically. So for him to just kind of three O him and convincingly three O him, and I understand like Ginger had the controller issues and everything like that. You know, that kind of goes without saying. But uh, he. Akla played super well. Like you can't deny that. So, if I can point out one thing in this tournament that truly stunned me, 
It was the 17th place result of Mog defeating Gatsu. Talk about a set that I was not expecting to turn out like that. And it's funny because Mog ended up actually having a little bit of a run at this tournament. He, he beat Azel afterward, then he beat Pappy before falling to Daki for seventh. But nonetheless, that's a really impressive seventh. I was, no, when I didn't. we got his set versus Daki, I was like, I didn't want to say it on comms, but I was like, I don't, I don't know who he beat to get here, but I'm kind of shocked that he, that he made it to here. Like, yeah. he's, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, well, who did well, he beat what, to get here? Like, what I will say is that I think Mog, I've, I've ran him to him on unranked before. I've seen him play. <laughs> oh, God. I will say, I think. <laughs> Hmm. What is the best way to describe? Oh, I think Jesus. Mog right, is among the most terrifying people to play. This, I think, there, there's something about like someone that will just down smash like three times in a row and then get a nasty opening off of it and and blow up your stock. Like and nasty like, opening? Do you mean a fourth down smash? Because that was what his first <laughs> it could stock be. was. It, it went, could be in the set that me and Radar casted. He literally did four down smashes and took the stock. It was amazing. I think Look, the, uh, the, the controller is just the palette. <laughs> and I'll never, uh, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Mog because during the 2019 MPGR season, um, he was one of the players whose results just randomly stood out as just incredible. Like in that year, he had beaten like Absentage, Ginger, Army. Uh, that I, I think there was someone else he beat in beat week. And this was like during a time when Tyler Swift's Pikachu was just like beating Mog a lot. So like Mog would go to a regional and he'd beat someone. He'd beat someone really good. So when when comparing him with other people around, around like his perceived level, his national and regional resume was just incredible. And I was like, I have no idea like how that like, like this guy is so, this guy is so nasty and like by his results, but just like, how how is he how is he on an eight set losing streak against Tyler Swift in 2019? Like, <laughs> yeah, just, like a lot of things about Mog just like didn't really add up, but they but they like all pointed toward him being really good. So I always have a soft spot toward Mog. And Edwin, just... you have such rose colored rose tinted glasses when <laughs> when looking at this. Uh, I distinctly remember the 2019 ranking season being most of melee stats calling Mog like super overrated and putting him like 95th now oh no <laughs> 95th player in the world is still very good don't get me wrong but it's very funny how you're using like being winning like 10 percent of your sets versus juice box as being like oh what a what a player what a lovely age that was <laughs> well i you, you have to okay so i'll be fair we just totally correct in this because between that and between him beating like ginger absent page and army or whatever like it just it was a, it was a tale of two cities, and uh, oh my god, I have to. So uh, I I just think Mog is such a funny player. Like I like even if you even if you've like ever caught his caught his Twitch streams before, he just has like a very funny way of talking about the game and and talking about other players and whatnot. Can you guys hear me well? Like, is my audio fine? Yeah, you've been a little crackly, but uh, so I'm getting like a lot of crackling, bad. like on this and let me just double check if it's like uh what am i looking for for if i should change like the buffer rate or something like because i'm getting like crackling from you guys um i could try leaving the call and rejoining i don't know if that would work it would probably uh, I, i'm only up. getting it i'm only getting it from your end if that's if that's any 
I'm getting it from all. So why don't why don't I just can I try leaving calling rejoining? Sorry for these issues, but it'll just drop your cam, I think. So okay, hopefully, give me one sec. Um, while he's trying to pop back in, right, yeah, also. let's talk about him real quick. Uh, What's your least favorite thing he does? Oh, radar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God, hang on. I have a notepad with this. <laughs> it's hard, I'm just kidding. It's hard to pick number one, right? That sounded just, too yeah, There's there's so many good ones. Um, no, radar's great, man. Love that guy. What's funny is that like we've done so many things together at this point, and like you know, the one of the big talking points I think the two of you have for us tonight is content, and it's like we've never done content together. Like if unless if you don't count like commentary as content or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, and look, everything's content, my man. We've we never done YouTube together. Who hasn't? You and me. I'm, you and I. Yeah. We, we did. Uh, well, we do our podcast. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't count. Didn't we do something else? All right. I wanted no, to. I, uh, so. I wanted to actually uh, confess something to you, Walt. And I oh, think. Uh, okay. And I and I I want to confess <laughs> to I you. Get my shot ready. I've been holding this all night. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to confess something to you because I I want to confess it to the table, but I know you you'll never look at me the same after this. Oh, oh God. God! I don't want to so, hear that. That's not a good preface at all. It's it's, it's not too bad. It's it's, it's minor. You, Walt, do you know Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> <laughs> so I know that before the event, Axe announced that he was going secondaries, and uh-huh. come Sunday or so, I saw that he was in winner side of top sixteen, and he was doing pretty well against Ginger, right? Like with his Marth. Axe is a pretty yeah. good, pretty good Marth. He has a lot of great characters, and. I felt bad because part of me, it just felt wrong seeing like Axe like be in a position where he could potentially win the event and just like beat everyone. And some and somewhere in my head, I was like, please, like Axe cannot win this event. Like this, this is wrong. Like there's so many people here. He's playing a secondary. Like he uh-huh. hasn't gone Pikachu for for a lot of the year. Like it's wrong. He can't he can't win Gommel here. Please, Ginger, please beat Axe's Marth. And and Ginger ended up being Axe's Marth, but. I, I need to confess that to you because I kn- I know you're a big Axe fan and believe. I was gonna be like, wait, why is this directed at me? Like, yeah, I was confused. <laughs> like, I love Jeff. Yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. I yeah, I love I love Axe, but uh, you know, I like melee, so I'm I'm just down with whatever. It's kind of like the thing the thing about like when you cast those sets too, though. Now, especially online, that that I think is a big plus to online is you can just like pop open the Twitch chat and like that's what's been kind of good. For downtime is like radar will be really interactive with chat and if people will say stuff they'll be like yeah and then someone started this whole controversy in the gommel chat i remember i think you might have seen it too radar where some guy was like casters should not look at chat like this is just removing <laughs> from the situation it is <laughs> fucking ridiculous that these casters are even reading chat right now in the middle of this game and I remember I just replied to him on Twitch and I was like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, they just need to shut the fuck up. Like, this yeah, is crazy. So like, but it's nice to be able to just kind of like pull up the chat. But the thing is, kind of going back to the thing about being a, a, like a fan of Axe is that like, if you're biased, chat will make sure you know it like right away. So the minute I started talking about Eddie Mexico for more than three sentences, because Oh, I like Mario Brothers. Right, like, yeah. Yahoo, they're plumbers. This is awesome. Uh, everyone was like, wow, this dude must really be Eddie Mexico bias. And it's like, no, I love Brandon, but I'm just talking about what Eddie's doing because it's important and he's playing a low tier and people don't know about this shit. So, yeah, there, there's definitely like a um, a pretty big thing in commentators who might not be like 
trying to think of an example of someone like someone who knows every single in and out right of of the cast um like if you are a main like if you're a falcon main you might know more about falcon and you might find yourself talking more about falcon than like peach or whatever if you're watching falcon peach you might not want to overstep your bounds and talk about like slapdashing or something that you might not know about (laughs) and i definitely think that um like biting your tongue on things that you don't know about uh can come around and and bite you in the butt because chats definitely like sees you talk about one thing more and they're like i've never listened to such biased commentary they're piranhas dude like i can't and they swarm you and they just eat you alive like kind of a funny story that happened during the commentary that reminded me of this whole like talking yeah this is probably what prompted it wait at gommel during at gommel there was a time where we were commentating some game where marth on fd and i said something like marth on fd you know they're they're just like a perfect combination they go together like chocolate and vanilla or whatever (laughs) people were like they were like Chocolate and vanilla don't go. Are together. you fucking kidding me? And then, oh, and then the someone else was like, "What do you mean, chocolate and vanilla? Of course they go together. Like ice cream with chocolate sauce." And then people were like, "No, chocolate and vanilla are literally opposites." And then someone else was like, "I can't believe you guys think chocolate and vanilla go together. This is like wine and pickles." And then someone was like, "What the hell are you talking about? It's not." So eventually, I'm just commentating. And I'm like looking at this side, and people are like, "They are not the same." Blah, blah blah. And they're just like both criticizing my, you know. You know, like when you're commentating, sometimes you say things and you're like, that's not what I meant to say, but we just got to keep moving. It's so like I was really trying to go for something like milk and cookies, but like went for chocolate and vanilla, which I would still say is not a crazy combination. So Radar, I can scroll up in my discord like three like rotations on my scroll wheel and my server started chatting and was that? like. Since when has chocolate and vanilla ever gone together? And I just so, responded. So, I said, hey, how about you shut the fuck up? Because so, so I'm tired of it. Like During all this, at one point, I like, because like literally it was like 20 people in the chat being like arguing, not even necessarily all against me, but like just back and forth. And I was like, that was a very exciting game. But unfortunately, the chat is still trying to figure out, does chocolate and vanilla <laughs> go together? And then like the whole chat was just like, LOL, LOL. So I probably it was around that time I could easily see someone being like, why are they checking chat? But i certainly was like oh my god guys like <laughs> uh, dude radar i have to say you messed up big time i did not know that was a thing i didn't know you i didn't, did not know you said that uh i am gonna be in your dms for like a week straight talking about this absolutely it's just a, it's a terrible papers, mistake like yeah. just references yeah i mean <laughs> that must be so tough on on commentary too because you have to immediately move on right like you can't reflect back on a bit that's already done or a phrase that you've already said see this is why i could never be a commentator because it would be <coughs> in the back of my mind the entire time and i would have to like address it i'd be like i apologize for saying chocolate and vanilla i should i should have used a better point of comparison I, you have I literally <laughs> Yeah. You tweet out the next day, it's a black background with white text. I sincerely oh apologize yeah, you, you <laughs> for, see, for it, my remarks yesterday. I will be removing like myself a, from commentary. Yeah, it's, it's got like a, a video of me attached to it, and I start it with like the deep YouTuber sigh. Like, <sighs> the video is called like, it's, it's time yeah. to stop or something. No, the yeah. video is just titled, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I said this in a in a mix up episode. I can't remember who the who the guest was, but like the prime example was probably because I, I did I did commentary years ago, like when I was in college, um, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy it. Like that was the reason why I started getting back into it. Fun fact: I casted and streamed the quote unquote worst event ever in South Carolina, and Slap Shoes, the NASCAR YouTuber, made a video about it. Uh, it's very great, and you'll see me in there as a young. 19 year old just doing oh, my really? thing 
Um, That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm known for the worst tournament in Melee, but <laughs> at least when I was that's in college. Okay. No, that's 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 honestly like <laughs> so memorable. Like that's that's sick. Yeah, I was shocked that he made it as a total side note because he's like mostly NASCAR. But uh, but the thing that really gets me like from harping about past things like what you said, Edwin, was one of the first online events I started doing. I was probably untitled that I, I was doing with Save back in 2020, like when this whole thing started. Um, I remember I, I said something. There was a Peach playing and I, I brain farted and I was like, yeah, you know, Peach is holding a turn up so she can't aerial, I said. Oh, and then I, in my head, in my head, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know that's not true. Like, why did I just it say just that? It just comes out sometimes. Yeah, and then, but chat was on it, like, white on rice, dude. They were just like, is this guy a fucking idiot, man? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, he, she can't aerial because she's holding an item? Like, you're so stupid. And I was just like, uh, I can't even respond because then I'm going to look petty if I answer in chat and be like, all right, it was a slip of the tongue. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I obviously know this. Like, I make YouTube videos about this stuff all the time come on like cut me a break here but <laughs> those things happen all the time and it's it never gets any less brutal i think i would literally say like 70 percent of the stuff i would say is pretty good and the other 30 percent is me saying something and being <laughs> like oh what the hell like and not even necessarily something like wrong like oh you can't throw an item or whatever or can't use arrows anymore it's not anything my... yet you wouldn't say anything that's stupid only oh, well, it's exactly. kind of like chocolate only... and vanilla <laughs> i think it's like when <laughs> you're doing a bit <laughs> like if you're a caster like like slime who is who is very talented you know but then you say something like this is like when you're in the bathroom and there's only one toilet and you gotta share it and like you gotta commit to whatever line you were going for even though you know maybe after the fact he was like Oh, maybe that didn't make all a, no, a lot of exactly. sense, but like, but then everyone's like, still, that was really, really hilarious. So I'm just gonna go with it anyway. You know, you I'm just kind of roll with the punches. I wouldn't even say stuff like that. It's more just like stumbling over your words. Like you normally would say a sentence like, "Oh, an axe moves up to the platform and you know gets the up air, and now that's the edge guard." But instead, you say, "The platform is up there, and which is where axe is," and and you're like, "Oh God." Hell. and like you just sort of start to stumble through it and then like you go back to a normal good sentence and then you hit another one where it's like he might get the up air or he, he might not and that's a good thing because it would start the edge guard and you think oh, you i think there. i think uh one of the funniest things that you can hear and, and i say this with no judgment like it's genuinely a charming thing is when commentators are really excited so they'll say things but they'll say it in the strangest intonation yeah like sick there dude or, or, or. <laughs> we, we can't uh we can't talk about that one can you voice yeah, I, crack I on guess, command like that that yeah, was I insane not, <laughs> i guess not that one but uh yeah no there there are definitely some great ones that you'll hear sprinkled throughout some top eights um i i, I particularly like what was the one with um it was uh it was scar talking about like uh lovage versus lefany's like it's or it may, it may have been lovage i forget which one uh they're both commentating i believe it's like uh oh no lovage is spilling the uh, why would lovage be commentating uh the, lovage is spilling the fettuccine alfredo and leffen's wearing black and i'm like i don't know what that means <laughs> but i know what it means i get it <laughs> yeah dude yeah. uh i love those little top eight moments where i don't i couldn't explain it you could give me like a thesis like i could not explain it in like five thousand words what it means at all um, but I think those moments are great. Yeah, one of my favorites. Wait, can I just quickly? Eight. 
Wait, wait, can I just quickly quickly get this out of the way? One of my favorite moments of something like this happening is Mango versus Leffen at Genesis 4 when Scar goes, Oh no! For Leffen! <laughs> <laughs> Edwin, you just struck a nerve because I literally am working on a video on that right now. So. Damn! Oh, leaks. Damn, yeah. dude! I'll talk to you guys about it after. Though. Leaks! <laughs> nice. Moves are uh, like bread. Your secret oh, is safe with food. us and our 15 viewers. That's right. Yeah. 16. 16. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So it's always fun to see those little moments in top eight. And hey, um, speaking of top eights, we, we saw a pretty interesting top eight at uh, Get On My Line. Now, the most interesting thing about this, other than like Mog appearing there, is, uh, you know, probably the. <laughs> you said other than, meaning that you acknowledge that Mog's like presence this. was. Dude, that. I, Mog making top eight is weird as fuck. We don't have enough time to talk about that. What I want to talk about is uh, guess how many West Coast players were in this top eight? A lot. Wait, no, not a lot because no, Canada right. counts as East Coast, right? Zero. There's just Daki, right? Or uh, Daki and Axe Bobby and Big Poppy. Balls, who I believe I Bobby. Bobby oh, wait, Poppy's is not the... West Coast. Oh, he's so Texas, Bobby right? is Texas, and I believe for this tournament, Texas was given the choice to enter East Coast. Oh, you or get West Coast? you get just parity. You can just be like, all right, you what, whatever. You which bracket looks easier? Like, I'm like, down. <laughs> Poppy was in Poppy was in West Coast, and I believe Bobby was in East Coast for whatever reason. But like, yeah, I mean, you could call call whatever you want, eight to two, or or six to two, or seven to one, whatever it is. There's like a pretty clear definition between East Coast and West Coast in the events that we've been seeing. And I know you two love to talk about the big topics, the topics that the world, you know, the melee world at large, and. I don't know if there's a topic that that is, you know, that is on this level, like East Coast versus West Coast. We have talked about this in the past, and I feel like the answers might have been a little different. But right now, I think there's no way that you can act as if West Coast is better than East Coast. And I guess I got to ask, like, how long do you think this stands? Like, we're, we're seeing lands appear. Um, land locals are definitely appearing, and we're seeing land majors being announced, like, in a few months, and we can have consistent land locals or like land regionals land majors how do you th think this uh all ends up like does east coast still tower over west coast like i want to hear how far you think this goes i i yeah like i'm glad that you're kind of in agreement that it, it does not even feel close that like which coast is harder like you know east coast is it almost always going to be a harder bracket it's funny because like i live on the west coast now but like even though See, Canada's layout is weird because, like, Ontario and New York are actually, like, pretty close. And, like, New York would be considered, like, a coast, right? But Canada, it's, like, that's not the East Coast. But then when you think of, like, when people talk about East Coast and Canada, this is not important. The important thing is, is I'm from Ontario, so I kind of grew up, like, I would be playing on East Coast brackets if I still lived there. So I kind of still associate myself mentally with that region. But I live on the west coast even in terms of commentary stuff like i do a lot of east coast commentary despite living here that's just kind of more convenient anyway i think it's like clearly 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 the east coast is better and i think mm -hmm. the conversation becomes more interesting when you look at like the top 10 and like who's in the top 10 but even if you do that it's still the east coast isn't it like if you think about yeah. like uh zane ibdw um nun and moki ginger hbox like yeah. That's just kind of a couple people that come to mind as like top ten level. I don't know the exact. Well, it's more than a couple, but but I I see what you're I see what yeah you're like you know of the top ten I'm, I don't have the entire ten but like 
So who who isn't in that list? It's like S2J, Mango, um, S Fat, S Fat. Like, is there someone else that's like a really big competitor for that top slot? That like, yeah, it's it's tough right now. Um, I definitely think that there are a lot of good players who could contend for that who we just have not been seen. Um, mm-hmm. like this, God, I was gonna say this time last year. COVID has ruined any conception of time. Uh, 18 months ago, Fiction was a top 10 player. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Fiction was I... a top seven player. Uh, and Captain Face Roll was, you know, beating Mutant King, uh, every one of Mutant King's characters. Spark existed. Uh, like, I'm glad you know. bring that up. We, I, we I have definitely seen. Yeah, yeah go on, Edwin. Yeah. So, sorry. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I feel kind of compelled, despite despite living in Boston to defend the West coast honor here, I think at the top level and certainly like among the active net play crowds, it would be, um, you know, I, I can't deny that the East coast has an advantage, but I think the West coast gets hurt a lot by not have any, I think the West coast gets hurt a lot by their inactives a lot more than the East mm-hmm. coast, because between like fi- you mentioned fiction and, and face roll, but I want to mention that spark is also not around. We yeah, I did really... mention Spark, but okay. Yeah, he mentioned Spark. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I missed that. Keep going. Keep going, though. <laughs> I I think that uh, e- even at the top level, I think like right at the border of just just in terms of how he looks right now, I think Lucky's had a pretty great last like month mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. I don't think they run anywhere as deep within the current competitive yeah. field, but that's because I feel like you know just based on my interactions with players from both crowds i feel like east coast has a much more developed net play culture in terms yes, of like exactly, going yeah. like attending tournaments grinding talking about grinding like talking about mm-hmm. tournament results it's it's very that's a, like kind of like a very big thing in in the east coast at least in my opinion that's not quite there for the west coast but <coughs> nonetheless i feel kind of compelled to defend their honor because just somewhere in the back of my mind like i know that norcal and socal alone have so many inactives that that yeah. are just incredibly dangerous. And like if at Genesis, if I see like if if I see like um like Arcadia uh, oh I was gonna say like at, at the mid level like 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 a NorCal really Arcadia digging there dude Arcadia. Okay I want to hear dude, this. The, the Nor NorCal Arcadian level players are like borderline PR players are terrible. I thought you meant Arcadia the player. Oh yeah. Well well him too. He he's pretty good too. But but <laughs> but like but like I, I just think there's so many like to me there's nothing more dangerous than like a SoCal like outside of like tournaments featuring PR players. Mm, I think right. the SoCal Arcadian is still like the most one of the most terrifying events. That you <laughs> it's could, funny you that you say to. that. Like uh, I made the um, California PR uh, video for mm-hmm. 2019, and the comment that sticks out when you say that was someone wrote a comment that was something along the lines of. If you are PR'd in SoCal, you are essentially top twenty in the world. <laughs> like, That's which was insane, and that was actually the year that IBDW was there for like hmm. a season, I guess. So the top yeah. five was like Mango, uh, I forget who was two IBDW Fiction, Captain Face Roll, like just just as fat was like lineup. five or something. Like, yeah, yeah, as fat was but, below all of them, which was crazy. Like, yeah, but but you know what I mean. Like I I I think this. Uh, I think people are. I, I definitely think the East Coast has an advantage. I just think mm-hmm. the the way people talk about West Coast now is is as if like this region is just like utter trash, and it's like no, they're they're really just missing a lot a lot of people who just like don't yeah. care that much about rollback. And I will say, um, 
just kind of as like a last note to this, I think like the in in general, like if you look at each region, like the kind of the culture of a region tends to follow its top players for better or worse. And I think uh, it's kind of hilarious when you when you think of like the East Coast and like East Coast Netplay or whatever. Like I, I guess IBDW is not really like an active locals competitor on Netplay, but like he's someone that's talked about like the importance of like grinding and stuff. Then you got like your gingers, your aclos, and like gatsus and stuff like that. Like just constantly attending tournaments, like talking about it, like be, being there. And like I, I think a lot of them are kind of like louder personalities or more like active. Whereas like on the West Coast, I think like the like two of the biggest tourney grinders on Netplay are Kadoran and S2J. And mm-hmm. those two are not I, I know SJ had that like number three tweet and everything, but those two don't really have like loud personalities like, like yeah. ginger like ginger or, or whatever. I, I just think that's kind of like a funny, funny coincidence with I, I definitely think that if you look at just like top ten players, um uh, I think if you just go through the grinders there, I think S2J and SVAT are are huge grinders. I don't think S Fat's not the like attend TMT or attend can you even attend an online one uh like partake in tmt every week but he's been someone who just like if there is a big tournament sfat's probably going to be there s2j is that he's like locals monster and then still does all the top stuff but you're right there is like s2j is not going to tweet about how many locals he attends or whatever like you know ginger might uh but yeah i don't know i think it's funny and, and i definitely think that as we get into lan like being something that we will see uh like a really great deal of coming. I think that this could possibly shift. You know, we, we talked about like fiction. We talked about face roll. Uh, I think that those two players could come back and still do really well. I really don't know what's army, what, what his deal is. Uh, yeah. Ices, dude, I can't talk to the mix up about <coughs> Ices. That's going to be a whole mix up episode. Four hours long. Our Ice is still relevant. Um, dude, Chudat uh, almost got into summit. That's all I'm going to say. He, I don't want to get had into the run. it. He had the run of his life, man. <laughs> We're gonna have to get into it. Look, there's a lot of different reasons I don't want to get into that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm gonna say, like, I think that, like, right now, so I could be wrong, and I'd love people correct me. Isn't East Coast internet architecture better? Like, isn't the average experience for people on the East Coast with internet better? Or am I wrong? Because I I literally have no idea. Wait, where's the one place where you get fiber? Like that one state. I mean, I have fiber, nowhere. but oh, okay, mm. weird flex. This is now. Now, this reminds me of when, uh, when Radar, we were doing five days of melee, and he kept talking about free healthcare. Uh, Shut up! He was like, "Oh, I could crash my car today, and I get free healthcare. Oh, I might just do that for fun." No. You know, I definitely um, wouldn't go that far, based on the fact that I was in a car accident, and I'm certainly not getting everything for free. But the point is, I think. Okay, like, well, now you're I making me feel very bad. Uh... The, the point is, um. What I feel is like the common complaint with West Coast people is like, oh, the connection's bad. It just seems like West Coast people don't seem to like Netplay as much. And you could go and say like to people, oh, that's because like culturally they just don't like Netplay as much. But I think there's probably something to be said for like there's there's like a more systemic issue underneath it all when you peel back the kind of. First you know, layer. I actually don't uh, know whether what you're saying is true or not, but I like the materialist focus that you're going in radar. Right. We let's, should talk sometimes. So let's go all the way back. A conspiracy theory, like I could see what's it going on here. I like your you, you the Twilight Zone music. We, <laughs> we have to start at the beginning. The thirteen colonies. 
True. Actually, <laughs> Jamestown. Is Jamestown the reason why East Coast is better than West Coast in Melee? Actually, yeah. <laughs> this is my this is my like Real hour talk. and a half long video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no. I mean, I think you're right. Like, definitely, the infrastructure of the the regions is pretty important. If you talk about how many major cities are within, like, eight hours drive of each other, uh, in on the East Coast, it's it's like that. That's pretty big. Uh, and yeah. when it comes to the West Coast, they do have a lot of populous cities, but generally not as close. Um, and, and could that be part of it? I don't know. Dude, if you want to talk about why internet connections in different parts of America are better or worse, I think that that is like a, it's a different podcast. That is a, like a podcast <laughs> that NPR produces or something. So I'm not sure if we're ready for that, but I, 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 yeah, I think that's a non-zero part of it. Wasn't that a big part of a uh, like why it was um I, I mean I guess this is kind of a rabbit hole, but like wasn't that a big part of why it was difficult for net play in some regions of South America or something? I think uh, so. I, yeah. yeah, I believe that so I think this even obviously this affects melee. Um but mm -hmm. I, I think that there's been like issues with games that actually try to run online stuff like CSGO or whatever when it comes to South America. Um I think that the way that the routing is done in South America is actually like really not feasible to like run a uh, yeah like a tournament that makes sense. Um, so I don't know. I I mean I look. I'm on the Smash World Tour thing and everything. I know the Chileans have an easier time playing uh, Brazilians, and they do people in other countries, like people who might be closer to them um, than like people who are from Brazil. I think we're kind of getting into the weeds now. Um, <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Point being, East Coast, West Coast. It seems like East Coast is better, right? Like, I want to see. We we gotta we gotta do a crew battle, um, and it cannot be top ten East Coast versus top ten West Coast. We have to do like the we'll do a whole fifty player <laughs> ranking, and it'll be oh like oh my god, it'll be like <laughs> the forty one to fifty of each region versus each other, and that's how like we truly determine. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm imagining everyone's like bored in the middle or whatever, but me and Wheat are just going crazy for Jace, like Jaysalt versus versus like. <laughs> no, I'm not talking like about like run a fifty person uh, crew battle. I'm saying. You rank 50 players, and then 1 through 40 are not allowed in. 41 through 50. <laughs> that, it's a 10-person oh, crew battle. Okay. And then... <laughs> so Jay like, Salt uh, still qualifies. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're watching, like, uh, Tanuki play the Leaf or something. <laughs> so, oh, you're saying, like, a 50 for each. I got it. All right. All right, Edwin, I think you've got a uh, little little treat for us, don't you? Yeah, I do. So, so, Walton Radar, welcome to your first appearance on the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange. It's basically like a like a speed round table. Speed round table is that a thing? Okay, so it's, it's a basically and after like category for Jeffrey. <laughs> so it's basically like a round table where I ask you guys a series of questions. Each of you give me your thirty second responses, and um, there's going to be like three different segments. I'll briefly explain the segment, and when I'm done with that, I'll ask you questions for each segment, and each of you kind of like go back and forth giving your answers the person with the best answers at the end of the at the end of the whole game gets a minute to talk about whatever they want does that okay. sound good to you guys yes okay. i also hang on edwin i was thinking about this just so you know because i i know that yeah. you do this on on all the waiting for games and you need to yes. get some type of like 
stinger when you're like, it's the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange. And then like rap air horns and like a roulette machine sound goes off and it's like, and it's like, and like just goes okay. all over so, the place. So oh. I have personally been on the pro soundboard <laughs> side of yeah. the... I already see Ambie typing for you. Ambie, oh no, Ambie and Wheat have just been a massive, massive uh, wieners about this because these two just (laughs) no, no. You are going to get here. You'll be like, "Hey, what's up, waiting for gamers?" Did anyone (laughs) absolutely no? You're you're making me me sound like a variety YouTuber or something. I would not go that far. Morning Zoo caster. You're you're going to be like, (laughs) "Hey, we're gonna call I. We're gonna prank call IBW or something like that." (laughs) I just want my own majority report. Is that just just do your radio segment like you 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 just got into the Edwin Budding. Stock exchange, change, change. Beer, beer, beer. And then, Literally, like, all, the all I want is just like a horn. Like, or, it will like, be a like slippery slope. Things. That's it. It will, it will lead to. I don't know how Edwin will be canceled somehow. It'll, but uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is, if you ever want to JT it and do your own thing with the stock exchange, I'm all in on on a soundboard. Mm, That's not a bad idea. It's like, <laughs> why not? I why not would be okay. Play a couple notes. Yeah. Transition in. You know. Look. All right. As much as I love talking about this segment, I think we should start it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. You guys ready? Sure. I guess. You got them all riled up. All right. The first segment is called Buy One, Sell One. This is a rewording of the Buy or Sell segment. So essentially, I'm going to name two things. Why? And you have to buy one of them, but you have to sell the other. Okay. So with that said, wheat. I want you to tell me which stock you're buying and which stock you're selling. Gatsu or and Hungry Box. Which one are you buying? Which one are you selling? Go. Uh, uh, come on, I would I would buy both if you if you gave me the opportunity. Um, Gatsu recently lost to Kata. I'm gonna do that thing that I did with Lethon on every deep dives episode where I say that his losses don't matter and they're not indicative of his future performance. But I will always <laughs> buy H Box. The dude is unfortunately a natural born winner. Uh, even if he gets 49th at every single tournament he enters, he is going to get like $50,000 a month through Twitch donations alone. So I will okay. buy HBox Walt, and I will sell Gatsu. Walt, bu- okay, buy one, sell one. Here's the thing. This is an easy one. It's easily Hungrybox. Hungrybox is the meme stock of this universe. Where It's our AMC. It's our GameStop. Gatsu is the NASDAQ. You know it's going to perform every year. You know you're going to get your incremental raises. But is that really what you want if you're investing? Come on now. The answer is simple. And Radar, you get the last word. So I'm going to also say buy HBox for the same reason that when people argue about, like, if I went back in time and I were to play, like, Ken, who would win? I think there is something about a person who can be number one, can be number one again, and, like, who can be at the top. Like, there's mental stuff that goes down in there. And so Gatsu hasn't demonstrated the ability to be top one, like, to be number one, top three. So that's why I would sell and buy HBox. All right, our second buy one, sell one question. <laughs> Walt, Doc or Luigi? Go. Uh, well, biases are fucking bullshit here. I have to buy Doc. Be- and that, and for the same reason, if I'm investing in stocks, I'm going to invest in what I love. And that's Dr. Mario. So, I mean, listen, that's Luigi's what people great. go bankrupt. Luigi's great, but he's, he's a gimmick stock. You know, he's not a meme stock like AMC. He's not going to go the distance. I know the squeeze ain't coming for Luigi. The thing is, Dr. Mario, he's got his PhD. He's got everything he needs right now. Listen, I don't have free healthcare, but I got Doc stocks. Radar? I also would not say Doc. I would say Luigi as the one I'm buying. Uh, I just think overall, like, Luigi has, like, slight 
advantages in certain matchups would be my assessment. I feel like the only thing that Doc really has over Luigi right now, it feels to me, top of mind is uh, Pills. Beyond that, he kind of they feel pretty comparable. So buy Luigi, sell Doctor Mario. And wait, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna buy Luigi. I'll sell Doc, um, but purely on the basis that Fat Goku, who I believe is a top forty player. Uh, I don't think Fat Goku is going to lose to a Doc, and yet Fat Goku will always have that weird Luigi loss every year, and and I think that that alone will uh, pull Luigi up top. <laughs> okay, I'll wait until after the segment's over. And I'm for, sorry. And for the final <laughs> question of buy one, sell one, Radar, Mushroom Kingdom 2, or Yoshi's Island? Which one's two again? <laughs> so oh, I want to make sure. I want to make sure I know which. All right, radar. Oh, hit the soundboard. Look at Yoshi's Island, by the way. I don't like either of the kingdoms, but I'm gonna pick Yoshi's Island just because it's a more enjoyable stage, even though both of them suck. So buy, sell, Bro. Mushroom Kingdom two. All right, no. we. I don't think he knows what Yoshi's Island is. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, he... I do. Okay, it's uh, not your turn. Considering he doesn't know what Mushroom Kingdom Two is, I think that the he doesn't know the difference between Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's Island sixty four or Yoshi's Story. Uh, Yoshi's Island is not fun. Mushroom Kingdom Two, kind of overrated, but but very fun stage. Um, I every time Birdo comes out, I, I think that I'm going to be like the next cool player. I'm going to be the next save state, and I like Z drop the, the egg into like Nair, <laughs> and I act like I'm the coolest person in the world. But uh, I'm obviously not. But regardless of that, I'm going to pick Mushroom Kingdom too. And Walt, I would have picked Yoshi's Island, but it's not the that's not the one with the panning out camera. That was the reason that I wanted to go with. Uh, for that reason, I'm out, and I'm going to pick. Uh, Mushroom Kingdom 2, because uh, that one co- that one ad with the Golden Guardians, they're always playing on and just having a really oh. great time. And, Joke. you know, if I enjoy having fun with my friends, then I'm probably going to go to Mushroom Kingdom 2, throw a couple back with the boys and, you know, have the time of my life. Can I embarrass myself further? So Mushroom no, Kingdom 2, please. I was correct. Okay, and fine. Go, go ahead. It was the Yoshi's album that I got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, isn't uh, that the... I was thinking of the other Yoshi stage. Or the or is the sixty four. There's a lot of there's a lot of Yoshi. Wheat, I, 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 wheat. I'm going to begin our new segment. And by new oh, segment, shit. I mean just new for today's show. Um, <laughs> is it a bubble? In this segment, I'm going to name a Smash Doc, and you're going to tell me if it's a bubble or not. Essentially, it's going to be one that's currently like, valued uh, at a high price. Or Palika. Oh, bubble or squeeze? Yeah. So, wheat. Tell me, is Smash TikTok a bubble? Uh, no, no, Smash TikTok is not a bubble. Uh, I think TikTok is a, is a, like, dude, these, these apps come so quickly and, and they go so quickly. Uh, so the fact that, like, TikTok has stuck around longer than, like, Quibi or whatever, uh, says that's gonna stick around. And I think the idea of putting content on there is a really smart one. Uh, Melee Stats tried it, didn't really work out. Um, but other than that, you know, I think that, that the idea of putting content out to an audience that, like, probably might not be on youtube or twitch i think that's a great idea i don't think it's right. a bubble walt when you say bubble do you mean that like it will fade see like it'll pop soon and it like won't yes, be do, good yeah do you think it'll pop or do you think it'll keep going up uh no i think it's not a bubble um because people were having this discussion on if it was a bubble a year ago when it was like starting to pop off and i was a tiktok hater when it first came out but i enjoy it as just like the, the everyman consumer of uh of media on there i think that 
in the concept of melee, what it's doing is very good in bringing in people that don't know anything about the game and still don't. But uh, yeah, I mean, vertical videos are kind of whack. So, and radar. Vertical videos are indeed whack, but that doesn't make TikTok a bubble. <clears throat> I actually just released a TikTok today, by the way. Check it out at, at Radar SSBM. At, at radar SSBM. <laughs> but point being, I think there's just a lot of space for growth there. And I think Melee in particular is going to struggle a bit. Or not struggling. needs to get more of the kind of younger people. Like it's the people who grew up with Melee that are still playing it. And we have a harder time kind of getting the people who weren't born when Melee was around, first came out. So TikTok is the way to do that, I think. Or one way to do that. Not a bubble. All right. Aklo for the second is it a bubble question? Is Ak shit, I said Aklo. Walt, for the second is it a bubble question? Is Aklo's link on FD a bubble or not? Absolutely not. There's no way. He uh he has what it takes, man. And that, if that's the counter pick for Peach, I'm all in. You know, if we're gonna get timeouts on a stage with no platforms, then more power to him. God save the king and I really hope he goes far with it because uh, the hero of time doesn't stop from any timeouts on, uh, you know, on that player. But no, he's not a bubble. It's gonna that, that's gonna keep going, and I hope it keeps going till, for the rest of the time. What do you have to say, Radar? One second. Are you guys getting like robotic stuff? Because I'm seeing in the chat. It's oh my saying... god. Is that no? I, no, it's it sounds fine on my end. Okay, it sounds bad on my end, but I'll answer the question. I think it's definitely matchup dependent, but I think there are going to be matchups. I'll, I'll leave the call and rejoin. I don't know why he's doing this. But there are matchups where it is a bubble. One sec, guys. I, can uh, I think he's conceding this one as yeah, well. He's conce yeah, he's conceding. All right, <laughs> we, we tell me, is, it a, is Ackles Link on FD a bubble? Uh, you know, this is very unfortunate, but I, it's not a bubble. I'd really right. wish it were. Um, and the thing with Ackles is that he is a good enough player where those games that he wins on FD versus Peach or versus, you know, whatever other, whatever, versus Marth, uh, I think are definitely doable games that he could win versus Fox. And yet we have to go through this whole <clears throat> shit show of him playing Link and then have him acting like he's not trying to BM while like very obviously BMing. Um, my whole Aklo scenario is that if he were Japanese, he wouldn't get into this. Like, dude, if he just didn't speak English. The idea of like a link player BMing people and going link on, on FD would be <laughs> like, everyone would love him. Unfortunately, yeah. we can understand what he okay. says. And <laughs> Oh man, this guy just yeah, loves Melee should, so much. He's taunting. Like, unfortunately, this is so cool. Like, yes. <laughs> All right, we thank you for your answer. Um, Radar, you get to start the last question of the is it a bubble segment. Is our rollback exhibition events a bubble or not? That's the best question so far, I'd say. <laughs> I feel like that's the, the hardest for me. Like, I, I really don't know. Um, I'm going to say... Yes, I think it's a bubble. I think actually for an exhibition events specifically, they'll want to have, like, inviting people, at least at the scale that they are now, where it's like a, a an event that's sponsored and big and stuff and not just something that, like, a smaller streamer does. I think, I think yeah, it is a bubble, maybe. And we, yeah, it's a bubble, but you want to hear why? It's because exhibition events are a bubble. We go through this every few years where we're like, we we are just so in love with Apex 2015 Salty Suite that we think that this is going to be a thing that we're going to do all the time. Uh, and like every time people unfortunately have very real beef, people be like, you got to play it out, man. First to five. Uh, but 
I mean, I don't think that Smash will have uh, Melee in particular will have a sustained exhibition, you know, like uh, future. And as cool as they are right now, and I do think that they are going to continue with rollback. I don't think <clears throat> people would want to pay like a sponsor would want to pay a thousand dollars for travel and housing to see like ginger play billy bo peep or whatever um i do think that we will see this but i think it's a bubble it's all a bubble this world's a bubble man and finally walt all right they are but they absolutely shouldn't be um i i kind of disagree with what wheat has to say about the apex 2015 thing because i just think that exhibition sets should can and should be a thing the serious answer that i have for that is because the level of content that they put out uh like per capita compared to a, a just a traditional tournament is fucked up. And it's just insane how much shit you can get out of it. If you look at Octagon 2 as the prime example, it's like you have promo images, you have trailers, you have pre-shows. I, you know, for Plup Showdown, for instance, I did a pre-show that appeared for every single thing. What you guys do as Melee Stats is like a prime example of all of this where you can literally just talk about head-to-heads because you know what the matches are going to be in advance. You don't have to worry about random shakeups. Random shit like that happening. They absolutely are a bubble, but they should not be for the foreseeable future. Okay. That ends the is it a bubble segment. Now is the the next segment is are you buying the dip? Which is when I'm going to name a stock that currently has low or underrated value, and you're gonna tell me whether you're buying it with the expectation that it's going to jump right back <clears throat> up. So we tell me, are you buying the dip on Dreffen? Yeah. Dreffen will never not be bad versus anyone over the age of 18. Um, seriously, like, I think Dreffen will still continue to get top 32 at every major he attends, unless he is playing a 16-year-old Fox main. In that case, give me that 16-year-old every single opportunity. Um, but I think the way that brackets shake up is that he is not going to get that 16-year-old Fox main every time. So I will, of course, buy the dip on Dreffen. And Hanky Panky isn't going to go to a major, so. (laughs) All right, listen, Edwin, I was born and raised an ape, so I'm always going to buy the dip no matter what. But the thing is about Dreffen, Dreffen could sell at $400 a share, GameStop level in 2021, and I would still call that a discount buy every single time because there's no way that Dreffen will ever not outperform his chart on the stock market. And I'm going to hold to that to the day I die, no matter what. If I go in the red, it doesn't even matter because I know I still won at the end of the day. Radar? Oh, he's muted. Concede. Hello? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah. I saw this. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. You got 30 I... seconds to tell me if you're buying Dreffen or not. I would also About 30 buy... seconds already started. <laughs> I would already buy the Dreffen dip. The only thing that would make me doubtful of it is just like if he kind of becomes more and more of like a family man is moving away from smash but i think in terms of his abilities as a player i would you know basing my decision on buying that yeah it's good now all right dreffin has had a family for a long time and he will still drive to uh 45 minutes to a local to down smash i'm aware five times in a row well i want you to tell me if you're buying the dip on plup samus i'm in hands yeah all day all day i i hope it comes back and i'm never gonna sell is the thing yeah uh it's amazing i i want him to bring it out i want it to be a seasonal thing where it's like you know your stock goes down every couple years and you're like oh shit plup samus 
you know, hasn't been around in a while, but then it just shoots right back up. You know, you have one magic year every, every, you know, so often. And uh, that's when I'm capitalizing on the fact that I haven't sold yet. And Radar? I'll do you one better. I'm selling Samus, period. Like, Samus is terrible. I don't think there's any reason for Plup to play her. I think if he does, it's only because he's way better than someone or thinks that they're, like, terrible at a matchup. So sell. Samus we... sucks. Uh, I'm going to... I'll buy. Um, now this is like a... It's the thing you buy. You really don't expect anything to come out of it. But you're like, hey, I've got this. Is this, this cool? That's right. Uh, and every now and then, those things, like, you know, there's probably a bunch of... Uh, weird nostalgic people who bought like dunkaroos stock and then dunkaroos came back so yeah i'll buy if the samus never comes back then i can show it off at bars or whatever to impress women uh, and if it does come back we're chilling we're big chilling um i i think there's all a right. pretty good chance that throughout all of his characters he will he will get he will go <laughs> emo again and pick up samus okay and I'm sure he'll do well all right radar the last question for are you buying the dip? Are you buying the dip on NorCal? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think they just like, it's like, it's just such a big region with a long history. I think, you know, there's always room for people to both come back and players to get more into it. That lands back. So <coughs> yeah, I don't have any issues. I think it's gonna, definitely going to go back up. I would buy. We. So, I've been to NorCal a few times. Uh, I have a friend who lives in the Bay Area. And I think that the Bay Area is a beautiful place that is unfortunately a modernist hellhole. Uh, like every single VC related company is based there. And I think that because of that, it will attract like PR level players from other regions will always end up at Google. Uh, and then you've got the grinders from that area. I, and I think that they're pretty good with pretty consistent locals. I you know, PPU uh, not playing right now. Uh, I, I'm, that'll affect it. But SFAP being back and having just like that constant growing nature that they have, I, I will buy. Why not? And Walt? All right, listen, Edwin. If I can hold AMC at 58 a share to this day, then you can be damn fucking sure that I'm going to hold NorCal stock. And you know what? I'm buying at a discount and I'm going jack to the tits because... There's no shot that that's not going to ever go up again. I'm waiting for it to shoot to the moon. And, you know, shout outs to Zach also, because he's like the representative, I think, when it comes to there. But yeah, absolutely buying. All right. Thank you, guys. We have a pretty tight game right now. Everyone is actually tied a piece at three to three. So this will make for a wonderful last question and last segment of the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange. It's called Market Watch where basically it's a grab bag. Well, I guess it's not really a grab bag because it's only one question, but it's basically just a random long-term prediction um, that comes in the form of a question. So, Wheat, which returning LAN local series are you the most excited to watch or follow this summer? I am going to say The Cave. Uh, for both nostalgic reasons, I'm not from that area, but I have very nostalgic reasons uh, in terms of like watching Lod and Junebug play at 2 a.m. But uh, the, the current reasons are that I think MDVA is a super strong region. Uh, I think Tyler Swift is an amazing player. I think uh, putting him in the realm of like Juicebox uh, and, and like those other really strong, uh, maybe not top 100 level, but like just outside of it is really amazing. And dude, if I can see Ambi at one tournament, 
I'm not sure if it's that one. Uh, he's probably closer to Zanadu, but uh, I will still pick the K for that reason. And Walt? Um, I mean, biasly, I have to go with uh, Aeon just because <laughs> that's that was the first Long Island local I've ever been to. Um, excited for that. I just think that uh, the ability to just go to anything that is within an hour of where you live is pretty nice in general. Um, the only other one that immediately comes to mind is just seeing Xanadu come back, but I don't even know if I would long-term invest in that because I don't really want to see myself as an investor in 20 Sheiks in a bracket. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with Aeon. Xanadu has been back, by the way. I know, yeah. Radar, you get the last word. I was just going to say Xanadu as well, just because we've been commentating it. It's something I've definitely become more interested in following in the same way that like anytime you get kind of personally involved, you start to get some vested interest. So I'm excited to see Xanadu kind of keep pushing and <clears throat> developing. All right. That ends the show. And I just want to say, I loved all the different kind of answers that each of you gave. We, you were witty. You know, what makes me laugh. You share inside jokes with me. Walt, I think there was like one thing that you didn't buy and you were so sad about it. I love your aggressive optimism toward all the topics brought up. Radar, I loved your pure sincerity, just oozing earnestness, even despite you dropping out of the call. And I feel like we're going to be fired. Like <laughs> With that said, I can only pick one winner. That winner is Wheat. Wheat, uh, congratulations really? on winning the wow. Edwin Budding Stock Exchange. Dude, yeah, delusion. whatever, man. And with delusion. that, you get your minute of fame. Talk about whatever you want. I I really think that uh, I've I've won some that that you have called as losses, and, and I gotta be honest. I think Walt's <laughs> like Wall Street bets Chad bro energy has uh, really permeated throughout this entire thing. So I, I'm really shocked that uh, I was able to pull it through. Um probably got about 30 seconds left uh and i just want to you know shout out how um walt talked about that we should drink on this episode so i made myself a mai tai uh which i brought up in a waiting on this man should we do it uh i put a lot of rum in this so i'm kind of feeling a little bit of it but if you want to do a drink right now I'm, i'm happy what should we uh what should we toast to i'll let you make the toast it's your it's your minute man you pick it uh to great content Hey, shout outs to all Melee if you're still in the chat, man. Focus it up. Let's go. Also, these are like definitely double shot glasses, so whatever. Sounds about right, though, for them. I think that 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 feels on brand to be double shot glasses. Radar, you and I look like such weenies right now. <laughs> We're just sitting there. My hand, my hands are down on my lap. You're stroking you're the, your beard. You're the designated these driver. Two dr- <laughs> these two are these two are drinking. We're just sitting here. Looking Dude, like complete Weenie Hut Junior members. Two two hours from now, Walt and I are gonna wrestle. Hell if this yeah. was an IRL podcast. Um, yeah. That's what would happen, and Radar and I would just stand on the side and and watch. <laughs> I'd actually be sitting in this exact position on the same stupid broken chair, <laughs> and Radar would be sitting there as well, stroking his beard. I mean, I'd probably be asleep because, like, Walt would be like, "Oh my god, I, I cannot fall asleep anymore." Like, I had a Red Bull at nine p.m. And no, I'd trust like... me, man. That's that's the RBV style, upper and a downer, man. That's all you need. I would say I, like... I'm pretty fun to be with at majors, right? We, I, I think I'm fun. Um, to be <clears throat> this is a loaded question. <laughs> like, you know, like, no, you're I, a good I, time. I... You, uh, you are very uh, like clinical in in your let loose attitude. 
Um, <laughs> now, for some reason, when you bring up how much fun you are, the the first couple things that came to mind were you not being fun. I don't know why that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're remember, super I fun, but I can a... only remember when you you fucking suck. Is like yeah, <laughs> for some when, reason when you just shut down something. <laughs> I remember being at a really beautiful brunch with uh, there's Chroma, there was Webs, Boopy, Fendi, Ding, Destiny fan for some reason, uh, and I remember like getting a message from you like we. Come to the venue immediately, and I get there, and you're like, "Can you buy me breakfast? I can't leave my little pool table." <laughs> I think I remember exactly. And I, I did. I, I went to the right end. I got you a Cliff Bar, and I also I remember. I was so happy. I remember I we were going back to. This was for Pound Underground. We we're going back to Ambi's hotel, and we were ready to let loose. We had. Uh, oh, I fell asleep. Yeah, we the, had Malibu right. rum, root beer, and cranberry juice, uh, which I was told was wow. very good altogether um was it i don't know about that one we'll have to figure, <laughs> we'll have to figure that one out again uh but i remember like i, don't even immediately, think I drank i think i just fell, no, fell asleep we all got ready and you like immediately <laughs> we were all pouring drinks and you immediately uh like got it under ambi's covers <laughs> like you immediately <laughs> fell asleep yeah we i were, didn't even drink i just fell asleep i was so tired um <laughs> uh, no you are you're fun yeah though i sure. i think when when i when i party i'm fun but I'm fun in like a like like you beautifully put it a a strangely clinical way. You have spent a good portion of your day figuring out how many mills of alcohol you're going to have, and you are <laughs> going to have it. Like it is, it is very fun to see you uh, really let loose. <laughs> who is it that who is it that pound under underground that I was like, oh yeah, like I, I'll go grab a drink with you. And then I ended up just like ignoring them. You were too, no, no, you were, you wanted me to grab a drink with you. You're too scared to get a drink by yourself. Oh, that's right. I was like, I can't go on my own. I'll, I'll look weird. <laughs> um, well, whatever. So speaking of, uh, going on your own, we have to talk about, uh, summit. So summit voting has started. And we have not seen this in a really long time. So obviously Summit 10, we had the Summit 10 online, which was, um, I, I believe all of the spots were qualifiers from SEL. But this is like the first, you know, first IRL Summit that we've seen since uh, February 2020. First IRL, you know, tournament with all these top players that we've seen in forever. But like, this is the first time going through the, the, the blender that is Summit voting. Um so let's let's get into it. I, I want to hear about. So we'll go around. We'll talk about um, who we want to see and then who we expect to see. And I mean, if you want to like shout out anyone who's currently in voting, uh, feel free to do so. I just want to let's talk about this. Like we're back, baby. Right. This is the this is the sign that we're back. Um, so anyone want to talk about someone voting in particular? Anyone have anything particularly fun that they want to say? Yes, I actually do. I wanted to bring up something. I'm very glad that you brought up Summit. There's a specific uh, thing that I wanted to share, or at least um, have you guys remember. I wonder um, if we'll get ever see something like the SmashBob SquarePants um, campaign ever again. Dude, South Carolina represent, by the way. He wasn't even ranked when I when I went to school at USC. I don't even think he played Melee back then. Yeah. Did they call it's... it USC? Yeah, because it's okay. I don't want to get into this. Beat. I swear to God, man, if you're going to tell me that that's not the name of the school. Hey, you can call it anything you want. I Listen, feel like okay. Already... You want me to tell you some just absolute fact shit that University of South Carolina was a college before 
California was a fucking state? How about that, man? So why aren't we USC? Exactly. Thank you. I'm done. Go ahead, Edwin. Go ahead. I'm done. Uh, I I just wanted wrestle. to bring up Smash Bob SquarePants. That's literally it. There's <laughs> there's no like like his whole rap with the notorious uh notorious like puff or whatever. I I forget. Dude, what. what? Like what a time. Um, I guess let's get into that, right? Like the the idea of like a meme pick has been so ingrained into Summit culture. Uh, from the literal meme man himself to uh, SmashBob SquarePants. Now, like, we haven't seen, in terms of actual vote-ins, we, we probably haven't seen, like, a a meme candidate that was actually, like, purely meme and maybe not uh, top 100 skill level or anything like that. Uh, but, like, who do you think, if there was anyone this year, who do you think we got for a meme pick? Who is our who is our meme man? Who is our SmashBob? Raider, right, any picks? Or should I answer while you look? No, go ahead. I, I'm looking. I'm just not sure who. Yeah, like, I think the I so I think the problem is that there's literally no room for it. Mm-hmm. Like there's six slots, right, for nomination, and it's like you know, based on your uh, you know, your overlay, who's making it in? It's like I feel like Hbox, Axe, Wizrobe, Nun, and S2J are like five gimmies, You know, just based on people that that the folks want to see and like maybe we'll get some spirit bombs to throw in there and like shake things up a little bit but you know there's so many like hitters you know even ginger ben uh you know two saint with how he performed or whatever i know we we talked about it a little bit before um out of everyone and i don't even mean this like in an insulting way i feel like the most memey pick is uh gen x because he's just like he's a content i think he would be there as a content person you know mm-hmm. like he's a great player obviously but I think, like, he, based on, like, the video that he has, too, like, his whole marketing plan was I four-stocked Hungrybox or something like that. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I love I love Gen X, but and the lineup is so say, tight. Like, at, at the time of this podcast, literally same number of nominations as none. Gen X does? Yeah. yeah. Holy and, shit. And <laughs> I will say, they both have significantly fewer than Nick Yingling. Who... Who yes. That? Okay. That that I want to shout. What sucks is you only get one nomination because I want to shout out Aklo and Yingling because ah I, I, I don't love those know guys. who Yingling is. Is that embarrassing? Uh, he is. You should know. You should know him. He's a top fifty player on the West Coast. How could you not? <laughs> how could you not know him, Radar? Chile's best go to Arizona and he beats them. And he beats them. I'm not even joking. Yingling solid. He's doing work. I gotta, I gotta say that that was a joke before Chape gets in my mentions. <laughs> Either way, uh, I, I have to say in in regards to Yingling. So the recently, um, Game Seven of Sixers Hawks happened. So I have to say uh, for Yingling, Suns and four, Suns and four. Uh, yeah, dude, Yingling is the. I don't know, dude. We're talking about meme picks. Yingling would be a huge meme pick. Um, well, I think you're completely right. We are looking at a summit that is completely different than others. Summits before have been uh, like they used to be 10 decided secretly by me. Uh, and then they became eight decided secretly by me. Uh, and now it's it's definitely the, the number is getting smaller. And we are seeing uh, like the same number of vote in slots having to go to players who we yeah. consider top 10 in the world, who maybe we consider top five in the world. So I think you're right. The idea of like a meme pick getting in is definitely a lot harder than ever was. Edwin, but I see you if, raising your hand. 
What if Hungrybox is the meme pick? He is a meme pick, but he's a gimme meme pick, though, is the, is the problem. It's not like a meme pick where everyone expects, like, doesn't expect you to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Also, I just want to add, uh, <laughs> my boy Ventus Official did remind me that I, I am contractu contractually obligated to support Aklo for Summit because uh, for him to team with me at Aeon last week, I had to support him as a Summit nominee. So, let's just, so I'll just put that out on the table. <laughs> one thing that we haven't kind of mentioned that I, I feel like is worth mentioning, I guess, is like when people used to pitch Summit as an event that you would go to, and I still think this is largely true, it was like access to top player practice that mm -hmm. you could not get anywhere mm -hmm. else. And like you were going for like a three-day, four-day thing. And once you come out of this hyperbolic time chamber of practice experience you will become a better player. And obviously you guys know where I'm going with this with like rollback melee being so much with the return of land, we see less online tournaments maybe. I still think like you aren't really struggling to find practice from a specific group. So I do wonder if like the people who are kind of smaller, uh, less notable people, Ooh. Hello? Was uh, that you? Hello? Dude, it is going to be tough establishing the first lifetime ban for waiting for a game and it being radar. Uh, oh Hello? God. Can you guys not hear me this whole time? <laughs> no, we can hear uh, you. You, you kind of went Dalek for a little bit. Okay, so. okay, one sec. Let me just try to fix this. One maybe sec. he was, maybe the noise he was making just, was Just like... tell me that if you guys, you can just interrupt <laughs> me. Like, I think this well, is you were Well, you were going in and out was the problem. So yeah, like, we could okay. kind of hear what you were saying, so we didn't Okay, 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 okay. Give me one Give me second. One second. <laughs> okay, so I, I think what Radar was saying is that the access to top players to play uh, all these friendlies and stuff was such a lauded position, something that you, you know, you had top 50 players who were like really trying to get it. So they could become top 20 players. And I think he's right. Like with the advent of Slippy, mm -hmm. we have seen this ability. Mm -hmm. If you want to play, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if they're open to it, that that's a possibility. Like you don't have anything standing in the way of you being able to play mango and H box, or I guess H box doesn't play friendlies. Um, mango and uh, Zane. Day after <laughs> what day. is wrong with um, you? <laughs> All right. So I definitely think that's a great point. Sorry, Radar. I, I spoke for you in your time of robotness. But he spoke yeah. fondly. He he, th he thinks that like, you bring up a very good point. Just that, like that. The what I was trying to say, but apparently it was incredibly distorted. And Walt knows this is probably due to my audio interface. And hopefully, yep. I've changed some stuff. Hopefully, it fixes. Point is, I think that was the case that a lot of people made. You know, like Two Saint, for example, is in this. I remember when Two Saint was kind of pitching himself as a top 100 player with the first summit it was like man if i could just get this top level practice and now i just don't feel like that's a problem for people and so when like i think if i was someone who was trying to get into summit my approach to it would not be like man i need to develop as a player it would be like yo i'm gonna win this thing or i'm gonna have sick games or something like i don't think it's like and that and that is really relevant for people like Ben is probably the one that comes to mind the most of like someone who I think we were talking about like buy Ben stock. Definitely. I would be really buying a lot because I think he's an amazing player and will improve a lot from an event like summit. But also like, 
I think he can improve without Summit just by virtue of playing really, really good players online. So, you know, Ambi bringing up a good point of I'll vote for whoever wears a maid costume. Um, I feel like there, I, there's one, there's one candidate. I well, I think what I'm excited for when it comes to all that also is just the like the level of unique content that comes out of people campaigning. Like we already saw like Hbox post a Twitter video of him just like popping off in the Grand Canyon or something crazy, you know, like mm -hmm. I think the, the, the content that comes out of summit is truly unmatched and people like really tap into their cerebral creativity to, to figure out like, you know, you radar mentioned to Saint, he did the campaign where he like back aired a tree Mm -hmm. for like, right. for like a yeah. day you know, it was like, like a, he just kicked a tree you know, over. it was like a hundred like, times or something or like yeah, a couple like, hours whatever it was no i i think you're spot on and like dude is that what gets us back is that the the first sign of of the real comeback it's not the tournament itself but it's the the fact that people are like willing to sell their soul uh to make content that will i honestly get them think in. that's what it always is wheat it's like you know like the build-up to summit it, obviously summits are always like hitters as as tournaments and they're always really exciting and you get really cool storylines and gameplay and stuff but a lot of people don't go like to view summit as the competitive event they you know it's just an entirely different vibe and atmosphere from any other event that you get and that's what makes it really special uh yeah i don't know i mean also it's in the it's like <clears throat> they're so consistent and they're in years where like yeah. that might be one of the four or five events that you see literally all the top players going to. Um, so I think you're right. I definitely think like uh, Dota events might've been that in scope, but kind of smashes infrastructure differences between Dota. Uh, but you know, compared to Dota probably shifted that a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that uh, this sees the return of the meme picks. I hope that this sees the return of the, uh, not eating onions, but the eating onion level, you know, chills of trying to get in because dude, like we, we need that energy. Uh, as much as like, it feels weird to say that we need someone eating a raw onion, like that <laughs> means that melee is back in some way. That's like the, a, the Puxatani Phil scene. That, that's scene quite show, a though. pathway you got to the, to that ending. Is that melee, all it takes to get Melee it, is beautiful. <laughs> and melee melee is the game itself but melee is also eating a raw onion yeah, yeah. and all facets wanna, of melee are beautiful yeah i, I just want to clarify one thing just just in case anyone clips what we're saying and puts it out of context <laughs> to make us sound like we're speaking really disparagingly when when we say meme pick that's not to like question the intent or like to to say that like someone doesn't deserve to like be in summit you know we're, we're saying that relative to just if summit were only the best players in the world it would be a different event instead summit features the best players in the world but it also features people that we want to see get opportunities to play with practice with them and also just appear on on camera so when we say meme pick that's not saying that like oh like if you get the only reason you got into summit is for something that is not a legitimate reason that so i just want to make sure that anyone yeah, who listens to this understands that that's when we're saying meme pick we're kind of we're using it offhandedly, like that's and like For casually. Sure. It's it's not in a disparaging way. Can uh, I ask a question to the group and, and just because I'm curious? Like, no. So it feels like what we sort of touched on a bit is this idea. Wait, what? 
Like, yeah, you're not allowed. Sorry. I'll go. I'll be back. I, you know, I feel like because yeah. we both do podcasts, sometimes I'm doing things and I'm like, this is very like, I'm the host of this. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you're not the Just host. Just ask yeah. your question, Radar. No, like, I, I'm running out of time. When, when I was on your guys. podcast, I definitely did the I'm the captain now host. I transitioned a couple of your segments last time I was on the mix up. Exactly. Yeah. So it's only it's only fair that you it's come a, on and you try yeah, to and, and I can't judge you too much because I do this in just everyday conversation. So it's it's, <laughs> it's so, <laughs> point is point is point is okay. So we talk about like oh man, it's more competitive than ever. There's so many people like how is it that we have like Ginger, Wizrobe, Hbox, None, etc. All of them aren't even in Summit just by virtue of like being the players that they are. And I think that reflects a larger kind of deepening of the melee roster where we just have better and better players that are kind of able to actually kind of hang with the top and so that makes me wonder is the summit format as is maybe starting to feel like it needs to be mixed up a bit by increasing the size i guess or or is that not a good thing basically the logic being the reason you would increase the size is as it is what as it was before it felt like really the people who you were voting in that were like more fringe picks, like like a two saint or something, something that was like a top 100 player, but you weren't as familiar with, you weren't really thinking they were going to win. You just wanted to see them, how they do against like a couple players or, you know, mm-hmm. see them grow, et cetera. Now it feels like, you know, none could win the whole thing. Like if he doesn't go, it, feel, it feels crappy. You know, he just won Gamma. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so if, if none doesn't get voted in, it feels like we're actually like losing something so that's my question i think uh, that's the sacrifice I, I, you always make though at a summit. i think i see what you're saying i don't agree with the extreme in what, in what you're putting putting it with like mm-hmm. as as far as players being like solidified as must-haves that at the event mm-hmm. i but i i understand what you're saying i i just don't think i i don't think I, it would warrant like a reformatting but i'm interested it wouldn't need to, to be hear. like a total deviation it could be like we add eight slots or something you know like it seems like they're going down and like eight slots or six slots or something. Isn't that what I mean, Summit Nine did? They they had a sixteen man invitation. We we you're the you're the uh, bracket master yeah, out of was, all of us. I want to hear your thoughts. I I don't think I'm the bracket master. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, no, but yeah, now I you're mean, the bracket. Master. I mean, okay, I'm now the bracket master. Um, well, it's right. Like they they have run eighteen person uh, summits, and I I don't think that has had a huge difference. It's like the royal flush thing of like running a seven minute timer. It's like, dude, you you make this whole big thing, and you think it's gonna be huge. Nothing really comes out of it. Um. I mean, I get what Radar is saying that, like, you, hey, there are possibilities that, like, we have seen, you know, what was six players who made it through uh, through SCL. I guess I should know this number at the top of my head. Um, you know, players who made it from invitations like Leff and Amsa and players like Pipsqueak who made it from qualifiers. Uh, and it's possible that because of that, you could see players like none or S2J who, um, I guess S2J is Sorry, I'm having a hard time here. But you could see players that like have a possibility to win, none, Hbox, who are in voting phase. I don't feel particularly scared for them. And I think that um having slots to be qualified through stuff like uh, the big one, the Rollback Rumble event, um, I think that that kind of makes it so that you aren't losing slots to pure voting. Like if you have a unpopular player who has a chance of like really being in, in the top, which I don't think we have, um, yeah, you, know, you, you kind of mitigate that by having qualifiers. Uh yeah, I mean like Summit went from being ten vote ins to or ten decidings to and six vote ins to like eight decidings and uh two qualifiers and then six vote ins. I so are, 
Are you yeah. saying that like STJ and Wizrobe are like guaranteed to get in? Because I would say both of those guys like could theoretically win the whole event, and they they are not guaranteed based on the current nominations. Like Wizrobe is in fifth, and S2J has only three hundred and seventeen well, nominations. It's, it's quite early, isn't it? Like, don't it is. Don't I'm most just saying votes... like, could we see like those guys losing to an Aklo or something in the vote? And I feel like I could see them. Like, I don't know. It it's possible. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Maybe. But, but like, you also have events where. Uh, also, yeah. So this is a weird one, right? Because you are trying to like grab from all these different regions who literally cannot play each other <clears> unless <throat> it's on like three frame 120 ping. Also, this is um, only for nominations, right? No, like... I, 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 I'm responding to the chat. Like, I know it's just the nominations, but I think like advancing it towards voting. I think if people are choosing between some of these players, like they might choose. I don't, I don't know. Like they might choose. I'm trying to think of a good example of like. Would they pick a ginger over an S2J? Like, probably not. But like, there are people that, you know, are maybe comparable fan bases or, or still fairly popular or have a lot of support from other content creators, you know, like, like Aklo. Like, I think Aklo is a very, like, legitimate person to nominate for it. And I feel like could do very, very well. But if Aklo beats out, you know, someone who also doesn't manage to qualify, like, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, Aklo got more votes than S2J this world is bizarro land. Like I'd think, okay, I guess that happened. And then that kind of sucks for SDJ who might've been third in the world at one point. Not that it sucks. Like I don't, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. It's more just like, is that bad for the viewers as well? Because like this guy who could have won, it doesn't even get to go. Well, so as it stands right now, we have six people who made it from a bracket through like a, mm -hmm. a bracket that was decided by an additional three weeks of matches. We have, Left and Amsu who got direct invites for, you know, presumably being that level of, uh, you know, having that level of talent, which I don't think is wrong. And then someone qualifying, Pipsqueak qualifying through the same circuit. Um, so, like, and, and then we have the additional rollback Rumble one. Um, and, like, this has been, if you want to talk summits, this has been the summit with the uh, IRL summit with the most qualifiers determined by tournaments. Uh, so it's hard for me to see this particular way that they're doing it and feel bad for people who don't make it um i'm not sure if look aklo's not very popular he's a very good player but his fan base is not uh exactly bigger than s2j's or anything like that so i wouldn't really I mean, worry maybe about that. if new york like rallies behind him or like yeah. you never it's yeah. also money right like maybe it's not just popularity it's who wants to actually pay for you and i think like there are big regions i don't know yeah i mean regardless I, i'm not sure if i feel like a, a player who didn't make it into Smash Summit 11 with all these opportunities um, is really missing out. Now, that being said, like there is a possibility. We, we mentioned it. You know, Nun and Wizzy aren't currently uh, in there and S2J as well. I think all three players three Falcons, yeah. uh, are like definitely able to to be a deep bracket threat. Uh, like and, and in some cases, possibly win the tournament. So I, I think you're right on that. But I guess my question to you would be that being said, What's the change? What summit? What change does summit make to to mitigate this issue? I don't well, even I think just, it's an issue. Adding a couple extra slots, or or like moving it to have more kind of qualifiers. Like you already said, this is the one that has the most. But like maybe we need to even go further than that. I don't want to push it as if like this is something. Like I'm floating this idea rather than being like I've mm -hmm. given this a ton of thought and this is my firm stance. I'm just mm -hmm. wondering like it would really suck to me. If, if there were multiple people that I thought like really could have won the whole thing that don't even go, but maybe that won't happen. And I'm, I'm overestimating 
I, I, I think just, I just feel like that's a that's like the nature of the beast, though. Like when it comes, it wasn't to before though. Something. Like, did you really feel like in the early summits, like, oh man, the people who could actually win it don't get to go? Like, I'm gonna ever... be the stick. Uh, yeah, in the I mean, there was there was. Like... I only feel that way about like Wizardrobe, dude, and like summer... maybe on the on the on the outside. Radar, I'm sorry, I have to answer this question. Summit one had like Alex nineteen and Kage. Okay. I definitely think yeah. that there were people who like were able to. I mean, yeah. obvi obviously, them. like, could they win? Like, yeah, I, I mean, if you want to be honest, I don't think none could win a land major. <laughs> but uh, okay. sure, like, I, I mean, I, I, I think you're right. Like, there are the the level of playing has changed since we last seen it. I also don't want to necessarily say that the level of play that we've seen on like Slippy is one to one with what we're going to see IRL. Uh, I mean, who knows, dude? Maybe. Maybe none will win this whole thing, and I'll have to. Yeah, your your take becomes sizzling. I would trust Wheat when it comes to summit predictions, though. After yeah. all, this is the man who predicted that Axe would win summit. True. Uh, Literally, like I like mean... right before. This was not like a long term melee I, stats. Hey, I just I hey I I want to throw my hat in the ring and say, uh, Edwin, you were on the call with me when I said Sfat's going to get to winners finals. You were. And, uh... <laughs> you called it. So I don't know. I think none can do it as, yeah. as an answer to that. But um, I, I just feel like it's it's like the nature of the beast, though. Like, yeah, maybe it hasn't happened historically, Radar, that like someone doesn't get voted in. But I feel like the the appeal part of the appeal to Summit is the fact that the the event extends like beyond those four days of tournament. You know, it's like the the event of Summit is nominations. It is like the conversation around it. And even like in the situation that you're talking about, if a hungry box, if a whiz robe, if an S2J don't get voted in, that creates conversation of like, oh, how did they not get voted in? This is insane. And then, you know, maybe it's not even a bad thing if it's like you got to wonder how they could have done and then you just wait to see them at the next tournament. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I think like having qualifiers <laughs> is important. And I think realistically speaking, given that, you know, whiz robe is entering, entering rollback rumble, right? Like the big one, right? Uh, I would assume I'm not so. Sure, maybe, maybe he's he not registered like, now, but I would assume yeah. he goes. I think it's that Smasher thing where no one has entered. Like I remember, like two weeks ago, they had like 50 entrants or something like that. But I, I, I believe mm -hmm. that uh, with that on the line, that that'll just like <laughs> jump up super high. Yeah. Also, yeah. like I don't want to say that Wizrobe not making it because he doesn't enter a direct qualifier means that Summit needs to be changed. But th whatever. Um. I mean, like, no, of course not. Let's, uh, here, let's, let's do it ourselves. <laughs> we have four people here and six slots to, to fill seven slots. If you count the rollback rumble, let's, uh, let's count who's getting in. Uh, everyone gets two except for, uh, Edwin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Edwin, <laughs> fine. Down. We get two for vote ins and you get one for rollback rumble. How about that? We're going to, yeah, we're sure. going to predict that, that the, uh, going to predict the, the final seven to make it in let's let's cap off this segment by doing that um walt you're the guest here oh, i mean God. you're one of the guests I wasn't ready hang on um i'm looking at the bracket no you're no bracket i don't know who i know i don't know who's entering rollback uh, rumble so i can't no, even no, that's not you that's who's... edwin you get to pick people who are getting voted in you get to pick... oh voted in okay yeah. um i get two picks uh we'll do snake style oh we'll, god okay you'll, you'll so i mean should i give you like just the gimme pick or should i sure. give you who i want give me, to give me any pick you want to. <laughs> like, 
Uh, I mean, the gimme the gimme pick is is H box. Okay, I mean, we got H box. Yeah, so, radar. Who's uh, who else is making it in? This can be your mind or it can be your heart. So that's the thing. Like, is it is it an interesting thing to say? Like, oh, I think that I don't know. Axe will get voted in. Like that that feels sort of boring. It's more like should should we? What if we went and like said the ones we think are like easy and then because if I just list one like. You, know you get mean? two. Edwin's the one that gets I, one. Okay, so I think Axe, I agree with Walt as okay. well with each box, but I'm not going to use that one. Um, I'll, like, well, because is, is that interesting to be like, hey guys, the guy who you has, get two like, picks, make one interesting, make one not. I don't know. Okay, so one interesting one, I'm going to predict for the, the more niche ones. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm sort of torn. I honestly do think Aqua has a decent chance just because of how good he is as a player. Like, mm-hmm. genuinely speaking. I think he has a good chance. Even though you guys are like, he's not that popular. I I think I'm going to put him as the, like, fringe, not huge audience pick. Not someone that's like a nun or a whizzy or a thing. That's my pick. Okay, cool. Um, it, So, it's snake style. I'll do two, and then you'll do one, and then Walt will have to figure out number six. Um. <laughs> I will, uh, ooh, we could pick really easy ones and then Edwin has to do like a really hard guess for who's going to qualify. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I, I actually, so earlier in the year, actually in, in May, I made a list of like the people that I thought were most likely to get into Summit. So I literally have it in front of me right now. So I'll I'm say, gonna... I will say uh, S2J makes it in. I feel like that's always the case. Um. And then it's snake style, so I'll do another one. Then I'll go to radar. I'll say uh, Magi, Magi, former okay. Melee Stats deep dives guest. So I'll have to shout out that. Um, all right, so we have H box, we have Axe, we have Magi and S two J radar. What do we? What? What's your interesting pick? Or did you say Aklo? You said Aklo, didn't you? I said Aklo. Yeah, you said yeah. Aklo. Like, what the fuck. Yeah. All right, we got H box, Aklo, S two J, and Magi, and Axe. Are you saying Axe for your second pick, Radar? He gave Axe. Yeah, Axe was Two my picks? first pick. He did it out of order. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, do you want me to give my interesting pick or my you can do whatever more pick realistic you want, pick? You can do whatever uh, okay, pick I'm gonna, Okay, I'm going to hedge and say that my my realistic pick is that Wizrobe gets in. I already picked my. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> no, I picked SJ. I'm no, sorry. you picked SJ. What the, what the hell? I think A Falcon has to get in, so <laughs> that's a fair bet. Um, And then my my borderline that i would like to see get in is lsd because you know he's my boy shout outs to south carolina again usc bitch the real one <laughs> it's like <laughs> so uh, i i guess we, we we forgot to or i guess not forget but i just briefly mentioned that lsd won gaily summit two on um, last weekend pretty, yeah. pretty solid performance Oh, LSD is amazing, dude. Like, and P- I feel like people just don't realize how like insanely good he is. He, when I went to school in South Carolina, I went to an event, uh, like a couple towns over and he, he was, this was when his tag was Android 13 because he was 13 years old and he was mopping me, like absolutely waxing me left and right. And I was like, how are you this good? Like, I don't understand you as a player. Um, but he's amazing. And like, people should, People should, uh, you know, be buying the dip on that one if we're going to talk about the stock exchange for that. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing with the only thing with LSD is that LSD could just like quit melee in the next two weeks <laughs> and, and sell all their controllers. Very, very possible. 
Uh, all right, Edwin, finish us off. Who's uh, who's rounding out our summit? I'm not, I'm actually going to go out of left field here. Oh, whoa. Um, I think that the safe pick is none, but because I'm on the show and I want to make a fun prediction, I'm going to go with Kalamazoo. I think people. I, I think okay. uh, Kalamazoo. This guy started off the year with an insane stretch of play. I think he's hella solid. Um, he unfortunately kind of flamed out of SCL. He got he was the uh, victim of a massive like breakout for Polish. I think Kalamazoo is just got so goddamn solid. I think um like none is pretty none is pretty reliable too. But like you look at a uh, you look at Kalamazoo's competition around him, like for who he's got to get in. And I actually like strangely like his chance. Like none will be none will be a little tough. I think Gatsu obviously like you can you can never really count him out. But but Gatsu is also like kind sort of taking a slight decline in this play like relative to the winning weeklies literally all the time standard that we were used to seeing in the spring i think uh like in a head-to-head against kadoran ginger like soon say i think i think uh kalamazoo's got a pretty pretty good chances against all of them i think strangely enough despite this not always being the case in their lifelong history i think lucky is weirdly kind of tough for kalamazoo lately but uh with Lucky, there's always just the chance that he could just like, like I don't know, he loses to like Quaff or something, or like Koopa Troopa or, or something like early because he runs off stage after securing a vertical KO last stock or something. So oh, I'm gonna yeah, go with Kalamazoo. I, I think I think people are I think people are forgetting about him. He's really good. Sick. So uh, that is our predicted summit, our dream summit. Uh, in which Walt gave three answers instead of two. But no, uh, I hedged. Okay, I said I think I none's gonna three. get in. It's like, all right, all right. <laughs> um, sick, dude. Uh, let's see. We have been every time we've done something like this, we've been incredibly wrong. So uh, we'll see if we can uh, break the streak this time. <laughs> what about? Do we want to do like who deserves to get in or? Is that too hot takey or like who doesn't deserve or are we doing? Uh, do? I, I mean, the, that the seems mean. Not like to, who doesn't deserve it more. Like who, who do we think like that's you're right. That's too, too mean. But like, what about yeah, like, I'm not a mean person. I'm not a mean person either. Facts, I'm just looking facts. for, for some takes, you know? So you're, you're a take looker. What uh, if we I'm, did uh, who, who our predictions on who's going to win based on what we know. On who's going to win summit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's, well, <laughs> so that's so far away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, one's far away, but there's also like four options, right? I'll I'll do that thing that I uh, that I like always five. I always used to do I, back I, when we had other podcasts. You, so. I'll say Leffen. Uh, I think Leffen, his matchup spread oh. is so good. All he has to do is win this Fox Ditto before before winners finals. I'll say Leffen, dude. You say this all the time. I, look, we haven't done this. That that used to be the deep dives classic. Is that <laughs> Leffen would have a bad loss, and I'd say I don't hold this against him. I think he's gonna win. <laughs> so I haven't gotten to say that in so long. Let me let me for once say that. I think he has a good chance too. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, it's been two years. <laughs> I really want to hold out hope for Amsa, like just for the fact that no one's played a like a Yoshi of his caliber in a year. Like, I feel like that's insane. I know, like, he obviously has bracket demons, and, like, if he if any of the Falcons get nominated in, that's going to be really challenging for him, probably, just from, like, a pure data sense. But mm-hmm. 
by God, would, would that be what a story that would be for him to just not play for like a year against anyone and then just like come back in and take it. And it's his first major win. You know, it's funny you mentioned the Falcon stuff with uh, with Amsa, because I was actually just thinking as far as like Leffen versus Zane Mango Plup. I actually feel like for even th even though I haven't seen him against those players in like a year and a half, I actually or I actually feel like fairly confident in his chances to keep up with them. What I'm curious about is if the Falcon levels, if the Falcon players who have leveled up, if their uh, if their lifetime like or if their current trend toward Leffen is going to be very different than what it used to look like. I'm very I'm quite interested to, to see how he prepares for the new and improved SJ and none. Um, Wizzy wasn't quite a thorn in his side, which, but was just kind of like an annoying opponent that would that would beat Leffen if Leffen was playing at like mm -hmm. a five out of ten or less. So I I kind of want to see how he. I think against like the tier one and a half to two people, uh, it will be interesting to see Leffen. And that that's not to mention like how he would do in the Fox Ditto against IBDW. Yeah, uh, I want to mention a great point that comes from chat. So Curly mentions. Um, there, there's a certain trend of HBox doing, you know, a little bit poorly. Uh, maybe not winning an event, maybe maybe not winning a few events, and then uh, having his number one seed change into a number two seed, and then immediately winning again. Uh, generally, if you seed HBox anything under the first seed, he will win that event. Uh, the data has proven that. Yeah, and but I gotta like, say, Summit I, 11, I, he's going to get seeded like ninth. Like, I don't think he's going to be first seed. So yeah, uh, like... the, the trend might just continue. So in terms of people we think who can win it, I feel like it's like Leffen, Zane, Mango, Hbox. Honestly, like he could still win it. Um, I feel like SJ, Wizrobe, and Nun are all one Falcon and th that any single one of them like maybe could. And that feels like it. <clears throat> Am I missing someone? Got to. No, no. Of the Falcons? Or, oh, I thought oh, you were talking about the just Falcons. Win. Is there like... someone that like I could see could win the whole thing? Did you say uh... Plup? Oh, yes, Plup. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think so... Plup has a huge chance of winning the yes, whole yes, thing. Yes, yes. Dude, um, we didn't even talk about Plup Showdown. That guy, I was stunned I mean, by how... Yes, I'm, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about that because I, I'm partnered with them. Dude, he thrashed <laughs> so, right, Wizrobe. talk about it. He <laughs> thrashed Wizrobe so bad. Yeah, all, I think all that was pretty expected, though. Like, even uh, though we I wasn't Plup. expecting 5-1. Yeah. He, he, he made uh, I was, I was expecting, like pretty lopsided matchups against the Falcons just for Dude, the fact he made that Wizrobe looks so, so helpless. Oh my God. Dude, his, his lifetime record was like absurd. Like he's never lost a set to Gatsu and he's like, he's only lost like one, two sets to Wizrobe. I he, think he and it was might his first have a, ever one and his last one. Gatsu might have like a win on his Fox at some, some polarity event, like one. Uh, but, like, not, not that's been documented by PG stats at least. So that's well... what I was pulling from for, well, if the thing, the thing with uh, PG Stats is that it's a great website, but also there were a lot of uh, brackets that were run on Polarity. Actually, had their yeah. own. Yeah, the Polarity has always been kind of on. It their... wasn't even Challenge; they had their own bracket site. Um, so Dude, that might so not pull on that from. It did actually going. trip me up for a second. Like I made a mistake in the pre-show uh, piece that I was making for that event because Mewtwo King's most recent win against Plup, according to PG Stats, was listed as uh, Smash Gods and Gatekeepers. 
when it was technically like Mewtwo King's team that mm-hmm. beat Plup's team because of the weird format of that event. So it was like kind of a low-key error because Mewtwo King didn't beat Plup at Gods and Gatekeepers. Like his team beat Plup's team. So Okay. But, I'm actually I mean, very great though. So I'm actually very sorry for derailing us to talk about Plup Showdown. <laughs> but I, I just figured I'd I'd mention that it's it's getting a little late. So I think now's about a good time to head to the questions for Walt and Radar segment. Yeah. So um, if you have any questions that you want to throw into the uh, the Twitch chat, you can do so. And um, generally, we just ignore those. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> hey, maybe maybe today will be the difference. Um, but we always ask our patrons what uh, what questions you might like to hear. So I think this would be directed at both of you guys. Um, so Dark Gen X himself, the the content master, yeah, he asked, "What content does Melee need right now that it doesn't already have?" Like, what's the void? What's the content void for Melee? Oh God. Big question. Radar, you go. You have 10 seconds. What? I want to think about it a little bit before I give a good answer. I have a a snap react to this because I talked about this with Aiden on our show. Um, And this, like, triggers the shit out of me because, uh, like, I think what Melee needs and what Melee wants, like, people think... Like this is what melee needs when in reality it it's not. But the thing that really bothers me is like for me, I like I was I dabbled in like doing recap videos uh, just to get like weekly content out for SCL as an example. And I talked about this with Aiden, but the the general feedback for that series was like, oh yeah, dude. This is the content that Melee needs. Like, this is absolutely what the scene needs in order to thrive and just continue to be as great as we are. And my reaction to that was, if this is actually the content that Melee needs, then why the fuck doesn't it get views? Like, let's just let's just leave it at that. Because, like, if it's the content that Melee needs, then it's the content that has to perform. Like, you need to... It's the circle of life, man. Like, it's, come it's on. It's doubles. It's doubles. Yeah, that's exactly like, what, what Aiden said. Is that, yeah. Aiden said that? This is doubles. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. says doubles, you have to have doubles, and then no one watches doubles, and then Summit doesn't run doubles, mm-hmm. and guess what? They do fine. Uh, no, I think you're right. There's there's such a huge thing, huge uh like thing throughout the content is seeing something and then being like, I we really need this, and then not tuning in. Yeah, uh, it needs to it needs to perform for it to be like you know, like for worthwhile for the creator too. like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure all of us in this call have had many, you know, a a content piece or a video that we've worked on where we're like, yeah, this is like a net good for for like what the scene does. But then it gets like a 1000 views. And you're like, what the fuck, I just sunk so much time into this. And like, no one cares. It's just, you know, if it's what the if it's what we need, like, I think the creator needs to see some type of metric to be motivated to continue with it too. I think that's like a big factor. Mm-hmm. I think I have an answer now, by the way. So my answer, okay, there's a bunch of like other ideas I have, but the thing I would like to see most and something that I do want to try to do myself with in-person content, but also think right now at my current skill, I wouldn't be able to do the, the level of quality I'm looking for, which is like genuinely deep but not long interesting interviews with players to like really get to the human side of them i think like we have a lot of personalities in the melee scene and like uh, almost like more than you even expect that there's so many kind of fun interesting people but i think like there's a lot of sort of stuff underneath that persona that like 
I would say no content really hits right now. And there's a lot of content in the world of like, say they interview an actor or like, like someone who is a really, really good, um, like journalist, someone who actually kind of says like, Hey, you know, like I'm, this is a really crappy example, but like interview where someone like, you know, might get kind of emotional, you know, like something like that, something where we'd actually be like, Oh, yo, they're actually really peeling back the layers connecting with this person. I don't think we've seen that truly. And I think if we could see that of like, you know, learning something about a player that we, we didn't know already, I think that would be how, you know, that would really elevate our connection to the scene and to the people who uh, kind of, we'd love to watch play. And no, um, I do not want to make melee hot ones. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that is not deep enough. I'm talking about well, like first off, it inside the actor's studio kind of has this a bit, you know, like yeah. where it's like. Radar, what if I do this for you? For me? What do yes. you mean? As in like, I do everything we're saying, but you are the subject of this video. <laughs> and you're, oh. you just talk, you're like, Michael, let me speak to Radar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wouldn't it be the other way around? Oh my god! I don't god. know. Isn't that the inside the actor studio? They're like talking to like Tom Cruise. It's like, let me speak to Ethan Hunt. That's so, funny. Um, That's so funny. Um, again, I think if this was like not a thing with four people, I would be happy to to do an interview. Like, I think people, I think there's something to be said for like someone who can actually get like a real response out of someone that isn't like you know trying to milk them for tears or whatever, but it's just sort of trying to get them to sort of like really connect and find that sort of, yeah, interpersonal connection. You know, you know like who can element. do that? And I'm going to give a, a huge shout out to my boy Cypher, bottom of the Smash Mountain. He's the, He's been the one that's yeah. been doing that, I think, right Dude, now I in mean, terms of like online. Absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, so I spoke to him. I know, I think we all did, right? Didn't everyone here have an yeah. episode with him? Uh, I know I did. I know Walt did. I know Radar did. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. If you shout outs to uh, Cypher for being able to create like a, a, a rel- you know, we, we have a lot of podcasts and, and a relatively unique one, um, which is like it's not about uh, what the community is going through so much. as like talking to how an individual community member goes to the community. And I think that's super sick. Yeah, I think if I gave a real answer of what Melee content needs, though, to like kind of touch on the you know, specific question that Gen X gave. Uh, I personally think that a lot of development can and should be made from the live production side of things, because eventually the, the format of kind of just tournament and running through, you know, a bunch of games and stuff, I feel may get stale to just like, okay, we're just going to play games. There's no like other, content piece that comes up i've always been like a very strong advocate for like pre-show events i know like you guys Mm -hmm. have been doing like top eight kind of Mm -hmm. uh you know analysis like look at the brackets look at the matchups which is great i think that's an excellent thing to do especially when we have downtime built in um you know things like analyst desk jdmh has been kind of pulling for that really hard recently but there's i think there's a lot of untapped potential with uh live production which obviously gets really challenging when you think about budget and you know who can fill those roles because personnel is also really hard to come by for those things um but there's there's so much opportunity and untapped potential and ceiling for uh live production to really just hit the next level in melee especially with like the ability to just pull stats from slippy you know have like really high quality replay systems built in 
all these things. There's there's like a lot of there's there's really just kind of like a well of opportunities, in my opinion. So I think yeah. that's kind of where it starts. So so that falls into a question that we got from Twitch chat, which was ideas for in-person content. Um, so I think that definitely you hit on that there. Were there any would there be any additions to that? Like what other you know ideas for in-person content would you guys you know I have think an idea. that either needs to be made by anyone or you know something that you could do yeah radar let me let me hear it so again like does it involve hot wings to try to improve (laughs) it's food related to try to improve interviews and stuff was something that i wanted to do i I used to work for my university's newspaper like for like three years or so like i was very very involved in it there was a period of time where i like thought about journalistic work and and there are a lot of reasons mostly because there's just no jobs and shit for it it is something that like interviewing and getting better at that side of things would be something i'd like to kind of flex the muscle for. And so one thing I'm really looking forward to doing or trying out, you know, I recently bought a new camera, which you know, I'm using now. Um, I kind of like trying to get back into sort of the video side of things. And I really would love if someone either went to BC or I went somewhere else to do like a kind of interview slash we go out to eat like series that's more casual talking. That was a thing. Like, Hungry Bucks did it. I know. And like it, it I, I think I could do it better, basically. Like, yeah. whoa, whoa, you think whoa. In terms of, better content not in terms than of like, Not in terms of it being bad. That's that's the wrong way. The way I want it to do. Yeah, yeah. And again, I feel like I've come off as an asshole this show, but what I'm Just, trying to say is like, like, hey, can we talk about who's bad, who doesn't deserve their summit? Spot? No, it's like I follow I follow what you're saying. Um, Radar, just out of curiosity, would would something that you're looking looking for be on the lines of what Zane Zane, aka Ipengu? used to do for a little bit but with maybe just like a bit more like a bit more intimacy in the format yeah yeah like okay like basically what i'm imagining is like if you've ever had like like pick someone up from the airport or like like you know someone that you know and you just sort of like you connect a little bit and it's sort of like you're not just you're talking about us again trying to show the sort of human side of players because i think going back to the first question of like, what content do people need? Walt is absolutely right that sometimes people will say like, oh man, we need more X or Y. And I really think that like, at the end of the day, people like Melee because it's a really fun game to watch and it has like a lot of cool personalities. And while I do a lot of tutorial content and that would make everyone better at the game, it wouldn't, like, and that that is still useful. I think what actually kind of gets people to watch is like, the storylines and the narratives and like just really feeling like wow you know like the documentary is what got so many people in and it, it did such a good job of making us feel like oh my god there's like this like culture and history and all that stuff and so if i could go out to dinner with someone or buy them dinner and you know we're kind of hanging out and just have something not everything needs to be like super super deep which is something i'd also like to see but just sort of like hey you know what does what is aclo like you know some guy who taunts all the time and everything that's what people see but like if you went out for for beers with him and you both had sushi, like, what's he like? You know, what's radar? It like out with him? I yeah. just want to say I love this energy. I love your you know steadfast, um, you know the emphasis that you have and the camaraderie that you want and the deep personal intimacy that comes across in this. I think you are definitely a smash romantic. And with that, oh, here we with go. that said, <laughs> I want to bring up a an adjacent and parallel idea that could work in conjunction with this. I want there to be some kind of equivalent of what you're describing, but with like Smash's Nathan Fielder. So like having 
So having someone like it, like go, like it's it's filmed beautifully, right? You go to the airport, you got shots everywhere. You show the person going to a car, like talking to the interviewer, but the interviewer is just like, it's it, like I don't know who Smash Nathan Fielder would be, like the interviewer is just someone like <laughs> just <laughs> who just a- ask them questions about like their local results or whatever, or just like or just like from obscure <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> There's you a lot of want... room for comedy content. Honestly, there's a lot of room for that. It's oh, I have so many. We could you do Hidden a Nathan pieces. Fielder? Could you be no. our Nathan Fielder at Melee Stats? No. Well, I mean, we already know that I walked up to Wasabi and I said, "Hey, remember when you got JV five and then won the set?" And he said, "No, I lost that set." And I think Wasabi and I have been very close ever since. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that there is some humor to be had from that. I think that like going to people and knowing the results is is you know could be very funny it's possible that it's funny uh radar i have an idea i want to sell you you fly to a major airport in like when there's supposed to be a major you don't have to go to the major you just wait at the airport and then you see like <sighs> like billy Bo people whatever and you're like hey you, are you going to uh you going to the big house do you want to get an uber there and then you have like an hour-long uber and then that's the thing it, yeah. And then you take an Uber back and then do it all over again. I, I think there's just room for like, if you start from the top down and like get people that people already care about and connect with them and have that kind of interesting thing, and then people start to like it, then they'll be more primed to go, oh, who's this person I maybe not as familiar with, but I like want to learn more about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think so many of the problems with Melee content come down to like, making any of this stuff is insanely hard. Like if I talked about doing a review or like doing a video where we go to a restaurant and it, it, it's on par with like hungry boxes stuff where they have like literally people who are paid to make videos and film things, of course, mine's going to look worse. And so that's the problem is that like money at the end of the day is a limiter, but I think there is room for that. And I'm really hoping that we see it and hoping that I can kind of hopefully contribute to that, I guess. Radar. I'm going to pull some strings uh summit is going to have a full-length feature parody of my dinner with andre and it's my dinner with aklo it's gonna be you and aklo 90 minutes of you just chatting and talking about life uh we'll make it happen yeah i think i think it could be interesting that's the thing i don't even really think it needs to be that long because i think people see there's there's value in the like the 60 minute interview the 90 minute interview but i also think like uh hey you know zane and i went to get like Korean corn dogs at this new Vancouver restaurant. They were super good and cool. And I talked to him about like why he thinks this character is good and his favorite band. And that was it, you know? And like, and then we filmed it. It was like a 10 minute video and people go, man, I love Zane. He's such a cool guy. And I go, I love Zane too. And it gets a bunch of views and we all connect with one of our best players. Like that, that would be a decent, that's the dream. <laughs> like so this, this sounds a lot like, um, the waiting for game pre-show, except for this week, which was, you know, uh, pretty, pretty boring. Uh, but the waiting for game pre-show is always really fun because it's always like me and Edwin and some person who like maybe we don't have the greatest connection to, and it's like me and this person just like chit-chatting, just like talking about like whatever, uh, like making conversation, and then Edwin just like really like not knowing what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I just like I hate small talk so much. That's why I'm saying, drop me in, have me do what Radar is suggesting, but in my own little Edwiny way. 
Yeah, you just pivoted into a skit where you're just at dinner, but it's like a very strained marriage at dinner, and you're just like, <laughs> "All right, so how's the chicken?" You're like, "Well, it's a little dry. Like, I don't know. It could have been better." <laughs> Gats, Gatsy, do you think you're top ten if you're still losing every weekly to Cobol? <laughs> Gatsy, I'm really happy. I'm really happy with how you've been doing on the regional level. But do you think Cobol is tougher than Leffen? But you have to just keep pelting him with questions like even like midway through his answer just ask another one just keep it going got to do you feel strange about the fact that it was easier for kata to beat you than duck <laughs> like, like, just random. like uh like a waiter walks over and you're like not yet <laughs> we're not ready to yeah, order we'll, yet uh, check please it's like or uh, you uh, oh my god i had the uh ambi brings up something like very funny in the chat um I don't know why I did this. At a Royal Flush, uh, Drug Fox, me, and Wheat were talking. And no, I asked Drug Fox. No, you walked up to him cold. He wasn't talking to us. No, I didn't walk up to them cold. <laughs> don't don't exaggerate. <laughs> and uh, and the, the topic of who the most technical fox comes up. And Drug no, Fox that's goes, not what happened. You asked him. Okay, okay that... <laughs> I did ask him who he thought was the most technical fox. And he goes, oh, I think it's me or Leffen. And I go, yeah, I think it's Leffen. <laughs> he this was like, like right talking before to he someone else. Him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he 3-0'd Leffen at that same tournament. All I'm saying is I got the magic touch. <laughs> he was right near someone else. He was talk- we, were, we were like standing near him, but he was talking to someone else. And the conversation ended. Uh, and then we were like still staying near him. And then Ed was just like, who do you think is the most technical fox? He's like, um... I guess it's probably me or Leffen. And he's like, yeah, I think it's Leffen. <laughs> and I, I really don't know what came of that. That's where the memory ends. By the In way, my mind, I you just robotic? like 180 and just turned uh, around. Okay. My, my spouse is angrily texting me to keep quiet. So yeah. I might. Well, you know, I think we're running uh, close to the end of the episode. Um, something that we've been doing. Hey, Radar, you've been talking about uh, humanizing people in the melee scene. And this is something that we've been trying to do recently. We have this uh, new segment at the end of the episode. We're talking about what we've been interested in recently that is outside of Melee. So each week we talk about something that like this past week has really been something that we've been uh, thinking about or, or like partaking in. Um, so I'll start it off. I uh, Can I just interrupt really quickly and just ask, can you guys hear me well? Because I'm having a lot of like problems with your voices and I'm not sure if I'm robotic. If you guys are fine, I can continue because it's just like, a little choppy, but I can hear everybody. It's just with crackles. Yeah, just yeah. go on. Yeah, I, I think you're good. You. I'm good? Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Um, Sorry. No, no, all good. So I want to talk about... Uh, this is something that we talked about a couple different Zanes. This is the uh, Ipengu Zane. Talked about, uh, we talked about this a little bit this week. Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Joni Mitchell's Blue, the 1971 album, which I legitimately think people could call it the best album of all time. Uh, I do not think that that is that wrong. I think it is effortly complex. It, uh, it like the the way that she is able to play guitar and, and have these lyrics. I think it is intimate and it, it's poetic. Um, I I think that this is one of the most amazing albums of all time. And, and having a 50th anniversary uh, like retrospective that people are looking back on it. I think this is a perfect time if you've never heard this album to to enter it. Uh, probably one of the. I mean, I said it. One of the best albums of all time. There's no way, no two ways around it. Nice. Uh, thank you, Walt. Now it's time for Edwin to say whatever uh, communist propaganda he's about to say this week. Here we go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it that way, but 
Okay. Um, well, one thing I, I've thought a lot about... Oh my God, I keep hitting this. Uh, one thing I've thought a lot about is sort of like how there, there's kind of a misconception, I think, among most people that they think that like... They think that like any issues pertaining to like LGBT people are just like an American or cosmopolitan thing. And something that like this month I've especially been thinking about, you know, is the fact that like Smash and gaming just in general is a very like it's a space with a higher proportion of visible LGBT people. And uh, obviously, like those kinds of issues and that kind of history intersects with my natural interests in like politics and like inter and international news. And um, just one, just one thing I've been really grateful for this month, and I've, I've thought about a lot while like reading, is just like all the LGBT people in my life that have made it so much better, and have given me like such additional perspective on like not just viewing the world, but like giving me a lot of joy. So I want to take this part of the, um, I want to take this part of the, um, my segment to not only shout out Gailey and to shout out Maley Sadpost, aka Trinity, but to shout out all the LGBT authors that have contributed to my worldview and understanding of everything like Leslie Feinberg and so many others. And just in general, I've been thinking about that a lot this month. So um, that's going to be hard to follow folks. up, oh, right? Like, yeah, yeah no, you, you don't, make don't me, make me go next because mine you is You make me feel like a piece of shit. Oh, fuck. Wait, uh, he yeah. left. He left. Oh, did I scare off he, radar? Yeah, dude, he, he couldn't say anything oh. else after that. Oh my. Okay, yeah. My, the answer that I had of like what I've been interested in outside of melee is not as as kind-hearted and wholesome as what Edwin just said. So I'm just gonna come off like an asshole when I say this. God, I don't. <laughs> no, uh, you're fucked. Like, there's no my, way around. It. <laughs> okay, so the, I mean, <laughs> See, like, I've been thinking a lot about like donating money to charity, and it's like, I mean, now it just looks like you're reaching for that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Um, I mean, okay, so let me just reiterate the question to kind of like, you know, wash, wash Edwin's absolutely completely kind answer out of our minds a little bit. <laughs> it's but, very off brand. So, for me too. Like, so the question never... was, uh, you know, like, what are we just like down with that isn't, isn't related to melee, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. yeah so my answer is, uh, is hockey because, uh, my New York Islanders, aka the hungriest men in the world. Uh, have a shot at the Stanley Cup Finals. We got absolutely embarrassed last night, but, uh, you know, I thought we were doing it in six. And here we are. We're going to have to force a game seven now, but it feels great seeing my hungry men out there just pounding the ice, just skating it up and hitting some dudes and cross-checking and fighting. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just a it, what a wonderful sport hockey is. So I will take that as you being uh, anti-LGBTQ, but uh, <laughs> pretty much, right? Uh, okay, wait a <laughs> like, I, I didn't think we were taking this no, kind of direction. No. What, what a, <laughs> Walt, you are you are wonderful. What a wonderful answer. Um, time to go to uh, Radar. Radar, what, uh, what have you been interested in recently? Let, let's pull back the melee curtain. So lately, it's still... We're still very much in the thick of the pandemic here. I don't even have my second shot. So I've kind of been turning to like TVs and movies and books and that kind of thing. So I have two recommendations of things that I've really been enjoying lately. The first is the manga Yotsuba. Um, I don't know if anyone in the chat or here has read it. It's like a very whimsical kind of like not like a slice of life story. It's about this like little girl and like 
her neighbors and stuff. It, it's just like funny, cute stuff. It's just really good. It, it's definitely like, as someone who's read probably like, I don't know, 80, 80 series. Well, actually to speak to Ambi on like, I give dad vibes. This was my fiance's favorite manga. So I, I was like, oh, I'll definitely check this out. So that's the first one. If you are looking for like a series, that's just like a nice, cool, fun series that will make you feel happy. Yotsuba is a good one. And then for television, I've really been enjoying the show Lupin. It's a French TV show that's been getting like a lot of kind of talk on kind of the, by critics. It's basically just about, it's like a mystery series that based on the, um, the books, like the French books with Lupin, Gentleman Burglar. And uh, it's just a really good show. It's just fun. So if you're looking for like more of like a kind of fun, thrilling, edge of your seat kind of show. I don't know if you either of you guys have watched it or all three of you, but uh, I would recommend that. It's only right now 10 episodes and each episode is about 40 minutes. So like, and it's two seasons so far. So I'll ask my spouse if they've seen it. It sounds familiar. It's got like 98 to, or something uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like very well reviewed. There's a song on my SoundCloud likes that is called The New Lupin Groove, which mm. I I think comes from that show. So I have yeah. maybe heard some of the uh, the soundtrack yeah. there. It is very good. It is like a very, very good show. And like, it's kind of fun to watch watch something that's not in English. That's also not in Japanese for me, just because like, I don't know, there are different cultures, different approaches to things. French also for me as someone who is Canadian, um, like there is some, oh yeah, like I kind of know this language, but not really. So par part of the fun as well has also been like listening and being like, do I actually understand this if there's no subtitles? And the answer is usually no, but some. Let's go. You're getting there. Am I crackly again? No, you're fine. Okay. For once. <laughs> oh, uh, it has been what, what a pleasure. You know, we talked about you guys invited or we. Yeah, you guys invited us on your podcast and, and now we return the favor. And dude, I had such a great time. I had a great time on your podcast. and I hope that you guys had a great time on ours. But uh, I believe we are reaching the end at this point. Uh time to plug you know whatever you guys got going on we want to hear twitch twitters you know whatever youtubes of course uh but we want to hear it what uh time to rattle them all off Ritter, you want to go first or sure again I'm, i don't know what's going on with my computer lately in terms of like the audio glitching out it's happened when we were commentating i gotta figure it out but uh in terms of where to find me yeah youtube.com slash mike and Rayleigh. i literally just released a tiktok today so TikTok.com, I guess, slash Radar SSBM. I literally don't know how to plug it because that's how little I use that platform. But I'm actually going to be doing a lot more TikTok stuff for a certain event that's coming up. So expect to see like maybe 10 of them or something. Should be exciting. And uh, I think you guys already know what the mix-up is. So if you guys want to watch that, it's at uh, Walt's channel, YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Turnout for Walt. Um, and thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun um yeah uh yeah as for me uh youtube.com slash turn down for walt just the whole nine uh all that stuff uh hopefully have a frame data coming out this week i'm hoping for um also have to continue doing a few things uh in partnership with uh red bull for plup showdown so i will be probably making a few more pieces surrounding that event or just plup in general um 
Yeah, Twitter, you know, the mix up, all that stuff. Uh, I just released a new merch line on my uh, apparel store. Uh, what will you have after 500 knockdown? It, it is the Think Fox collection for the Omni Man in your life. Um, so I'm excited about that one. Oh, wait. Okay. Can I can wait? Did you, wait, did you release the Omni Man one for Father's Day? I did. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I waited for that one. Uh, um, cheeky. Boy. I'll actually, okay. So I have my the next one that's coming out. I, I have it right here. Actually, I'm going to show you guys. Damn, leaks. That's a special thing. So here's, uh, here's the next merch line that's going to come out, and it is called the Pop Off merch line. Oh, wow. <laughs> So that one will be coming out. Prevent yourself from fainting from heat stroke with a nice tank top. But uh, yeah, super excited for all that stuff. But uh, yeah, really excited to be on with you guys. And I hope we make this more of a consistent thing across both of our shows. Yeah, it was a blast to have you on, Walt. And it was a blast to have you on too, Radar. It was very fun. Yeah, thank you again. Edwin, you want to plug? You want me to, want me to do it? Uh, I can do it. So first off, I want to say that our Twitter at you can follow for daily coverage of last night's melee results at twitter.com slash melee stats pod. We're actually at 3,999 followers right now. So any of you who haven't followed, you have a chance to become the 4,000th follower and gain literally nothing and gain literally nothing from it. (laughs) So if you like daily coverage, you can follow us, us there. If you like uh, material on our website, go to Melee Stats Co., where you can read Monday Morning Marth, get Wednesday Melee from our new staff writer, Pikachu942. She's doing that from now on. Uh, if you support our U- our podcast and our YouTube films, uh, go to patreon.com slash Melee Stats. Uh, your support goes a really long way in helping us be able to do this stuff with a lot more time. And uh, we super appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, you haven't taken the plug thrown for me. I'll, I'll, I'll do that next time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like I said that in one breath. It's, it's been a while since I, I've I, I haven't taken over the plugs from you, but uh, it was good to hear you do it for once. Um, no, super sick episode. This was so fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much for being on. And uh I changed my mind. I said you guys weren't a good guest. I changed my mind. You guys were great guests. <laughs> um, no, you you guys were amazing, and you the uh, you the viewers and listeners so amazing for tuning in. Um, this has been waiting for game. Feel free to t- feel free to tune in next week. Well, tune in next week because uh, we are going to have oh, dude. I am looking forward to next week's episode. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to give any leaks. But if you like this week's episode, you are going to love next week's episode. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being on. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Peace. Peace, y'all.